This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Spoke about this book. Uh, a few weeks ago, I think, when we first Hell heard yeah. about this. thought it was wild. And, uh, and I love the fact that we have the man who wrote the foreword to this book <laughs> on the show and is uh, no stranger to the area of Philadelphia, no mm-hmm. question. And, uh, well, you know what? Let's just get him on board. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Oates yeah. to the show. Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Great. It's, uh, man, this is like a flashback here. WMMR. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> underground Philadelphia radio station. That's right. Yeah. You, uh, I, you, I know it well. Now, you grew up in the area, John? Yes, I did. I went to Temple University, lived downtown in Center City for many years. In fact, that's how Daryl and I got started. Uh, we actually used to come to WMMR in the middle of the night, and we used to play uh, with acoustic guitars and uh and do all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys are, so this is like uh, the, the, the original uh, roots of, uh, of Philadelphia for me. Well, we just did the uh, the 40th uh, birthday uh, party. Had a lot of the uh, the old uh, uh, DJs on and stuff like that. So it uh, would have been cool to have you around, but you're probably taking care of your stash. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took care of my stash a long time ago. <laughs> hey, did you go to you go to North Penn? Is that what I mean? I went to North Penn High School, that's right, and then Temple uh-huh. University afterwards, yeah. Wow. Really? So where where did you live uh, that you went to North Penn High? Uh, well, North Wales. Oh, you lived yeah, in right North out, Wales, right outside of Lansdale. Yeah, that's really it's uh, that area has developed really nicely now. Have you been out there in a while? I wouldn't say nicely would be a good adjective. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely developed. It's okay. developed. Whether it's nicely or not, that's it went, it went from being the country to uh, to being like the the. the uh, the, the ultimate suburb, but hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's it's definitely strip mall central out there yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, well, what? Uh, how are you approached about this whole mustache thing? By the way, the book is called The Book of Bert. The Book of Bert. It's a uh, you know yeah. It's a it's a lighthearted look at the um, at the, uh, the the mustache, uh, the iconic um, the iconic facial hair. And the Burt re- refers to Burt Reynolds, who has probably the one of the absolute most famous mustaches. And in I, what I can't figure out is why isn't it called the Book of Oats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Book of Oats. Well, yours, yours is more badass than his. Come on, you've got it. I mean, man, come on. I had the serious stash. <laughs> you, know what, you know what, John? And and I swear, you impress me as the guy that, like, in sixth grade grew a mustache. <laughs> well, my son, my son's been shaving since he's been ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, John, you, you used uh, you said in, in past tense. You don't have the mustache anymore. No, I shaved it in 1990. I oh. mean, I really I shaved it a long time ago. Um, but you know what? I, I this thing is it's become this weird thing uh, with the internet and everything. And that I I've been so associated with that image from the 70s and the 80s with that stash that. Yeah. Um, I guess I was the logical person. Maybe I'm the only person, who, you know, a former mustache wearer who could actually write. So that's the only reason. That <laughs> is, is that it? Forward. I have no idea. Or not not in porn, right? So that was it. Because there's the famous, there's the porn stash, yeah. which is the... Uh, yeah, I didn't qualify as the porn stash. I qualified as the rock stash. The rock yeah, stash. Yeah, which yeah. And, and, you know, I wasn't Tom Selleck. That would, be the t- that would be the sitcom or the TV stash. Right. So, yeah, there, that's, there was various versions of it, but um, I definitely, I think I had the rock stash down. I, I'm going to ask my partner here, Steve. I would say, Steve, the quintessential porn stash would probably be Harry Reams. Harry Reams. The cheesy, oh, yep. it, it just screams slimy and biological matter. You know, guys, I really wouldn't know anything about you it. Know. You were a musician. You weren't doing that kind of yeah. talking however, stuff. You, however, you seem to know a lot about oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. how we got our start. Preston yeah. and I were fluffers on a film. <laughs> 
what I mean. You do. You know way too much. Yeah. Now, John, in your in your lifetime, have you ever worn a shirt that says "Free Mustache Rides" on it? <laughs> you know, um, no. But um, oh. but I got to tell you something, and this is just an aside to the book. Yeah. But um, they're actually developing a cartoon about my mustache. Oh my God! You're Are kidding you me. Are you serious? It's called J Stash, and it's unbelievable. And you're going to see it pretty soon. It's just it's it's being put together right now, and it's almost ready to come out, and it's crazy. Hey, John, see, because I've I've actually I, I I've gone to see you guys a couple of times in concert, and you say you you tri- you cut it off in '90. I, I I've seen you since then, uh, and and you were on stage without it, huh? That's right. You, All right. You know, you probably looked at me and, you know, for some reason you just couldn't envision me without No, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, my mind just filled it in naturally. It must have been. So. Yeah, I, I might have been wearing a fake one, but I'm not sure. <laughs> now, you, you put out some solo music. Do you and uh, and Daryl, are you yeah. on speaking terms? Or of is... course. We, okay. we, uh, we, we play together all the time. We just did, uh, we, we just received uh, the BMI Icon Award the other wow. last week in, in, uh, in L.A. And, That's uh, huge. And to kind of commemorate that, we went back to the Troubadour, which is the first place we played in L.A. 35 years ago. And we played two nights there. Um, we did, like, a special show there. And, it, you know, it holds, like, 200 people. But um, it was great. And, we, yeah, we play together all the time, but we're also doing our individual solo stuff. I, I just completed an, uh, my, my second solo album. It's called Thousand Miles of Life. Wow. And uh, it'll be out uh, probably in September. Hey, you guys had uh, the band that was with you for, for the longest time. Top-notch some, musicians. Some great musicians. Was G.E. Smith and, uh, your guitarist? Well, GE was our guitar player from 1979 until 1985. Okay, uh, and then he went to Saturday Night Live. But um, you know, over the years, we've had the most incredible musicians in our band because people, um, I think, uh, musicians love to play songs, and, and being songwriters, and the way, way Daryl and I started as songwriters, I think it really appeals to good players to be able to play, uh, you know, songs, and that's what that's what it's all about. I remember, and you guys, obviously, you know, you broke at the height of, of MTV, so videos were, were a huge part of of, uh, of what you did. And uh, I remember one of my favorites was that that showed just how talented musicians you guys were was uh, with you and uh, was it Eddie Kendrick and, and uh, David Ruffin of uh, the Temptations. Right. Uh, that was just that had to have been a very cool moment as a musician for you to perform with those guys. Well, that was probably one of the highlights of my my life because as a kid I I was a, a Temptations you know freak. I mean they were my idols. Yeah. And uh, Eddie and David were of course the lead singers of the original Temptations uh, group and. Uh, we were asked to reopen the Apollo Theater after it was um, was refurbished wow. by the NAACP, and we did a, a charity show for them. Uh, and um, Eddie, we brought Eddie and, and David on, and we got to play those those great Temptations classics and sing it with them. So that was really a moment where you know, I mean, every every person, you know, you have your idols when you're a kid, but you know, your ultimate dream would be to actually perform with them. Right. And uh, so we we got to do that. So that was very and, cool. And Eddie had a stash. I guess his would have been like a soul stash. Soul right? stash. Now, are there in the, in the book? Because I've not physically seen it. Going back to the the book of Bert, are there photos of your your famous stash in in the book? Yeah, yeah there's photos. There's there's actually uh, kind of character to drawings, and every every uh, stash stash man, so to speak. Yeah. I, I hope there's no stash women in there. There may be, but uh, I'm not sure. Well, there might be, perhaps, perhaps some sort of chemical imbalance, post hysterectomy, maybe. Well, you know, you know, it's, also, it's also a uh, you know kind of an thing but hey let me tell you something also there's a picture of you up on the studio here uh, on our on our monitors and uh, in full stash mode but one of your eyebrows was better than any stash I ever 
One of my eyebrows. The left yeah, one. Yeah, the left one was just really engorged with uh, manliness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, yes, I was. I was very manly in those. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I get it because you're, you're you're an accomplished musician. You, you've sold millions of records. Um, do you mind talking about your mustache? And if not, like, how often do you talk about your mustache? Well, um, you know, uh, well, fortunately or unfortunately, today I'm going to be talking about it straight for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting me early while I'm still fresh. Okay. Now, will you do the voice of your mustache in the uh, the cartoon uh, version? Well, to not not to give too much away, but I actually do the voice of me as today, the John Oates of today without the mustache. Okay. And my mustache is my alter ego. Okay. And he's kind of evil. And <laughs> is, the mustache, is the mustache trying to get back into your good graces? And he has su- no, he has superpowers, and he's kind of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wow. I, I can't really tell you more about it, but All right. I guarantee you, you will, you will like it. So the mustache is kind of like the Garth Knight. Like in, in Knight Rider, Michael yeah. Knight had an evil twin, and he was Garth Knight, it, and yeah. your mustache is the evil alter ego of you. The alter e- evil facial hair. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, do you know, if they, is this like a, a pilot they're doing, or does it have a, a network well, home yet? It started as a pilot. We don't have a home for it yet, but it's okay. probably going to be released on the Internet. Hey, um, there's a and, show about a talking ass that's uh, an animated show, so yeah. there's the... There's, there's no no problem with this making it on. Well, just to give you an example, that, I don't know if you know the comedian David Tell. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, he's the voice of the mustache. Oh! oh. And, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. You're set. This is the best <laughs> show ever. Yeah, this yeah. is the book. It's happening. This is happening. Uh. So, I mean, when you combine the book of Bert, the book of Bert with the new Jay Stash cartoon. <laughs> the new record. And my solo album. Yeah. Next year is the year of the oats. I yes. love it. There's nice. no way around it. You'll never get away from me. I love it. Well, you've, you've got to come back to Philadelphia. You got to come come here and perform when you're when you're hitting the road to promote the album, man. Absolutely, I'll well, be there. We'd love to have you by MMR. Cool, man. Well, All great right. to talk to you, John. Thank you so much. And uh, best of luck to you and your, your long gone stash, <laughs> John Oates. Yeah. 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 It's called uh, the Book of Bird. I love it. I've seen it in concert a couple. I got to tell you, I saw them with uh, Todd Rundgren on a show, really? and wow. it was effing awesome. No, they're great. I, I mean, mean when, when a band, when you, you go to see, we, we talked about it, Professor, it's rare that you go see an artist where every song was a friggin' hit. Well, the thing about John Oates is he wrote a lot yeah. of those huge songs for them, and uh, and Daryl's got the voice, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, the blue-eyed soul, and they harmonize really well together, but but John is one of the, the uh, writing forces behind that, and uh, just I made mean, gazillions of dollars, and huge hit records, one of the biggest of, uh, groups of the 80s. What a nice guy, 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 too. And a very nice Guy. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment, so stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. My friends, if you follow politics, uh, you most likely know this gentleman very well and uh, is going to be doing his show this week. This is awesome. Right here in Philadelphia at uh, Penn. Please welcome, from the Colbert Report, the one and only Stephen Colbert. Good morning, Preston and Steve. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. How are you doing, Steve? 
I'm well. I'm in the middle of a traffic jam on the Ben Franklin Bridge right now. They're right. It, 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 it's jammed up here right now. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a wonderful place to be, and and uh, hardly frustrating at all. Yeah. No, but it's great to be in Philly. You know, I never really spent much time here before. Uh, so, you, were you going to be here for the whole week doing your show? And, and uh, Thursday every night. We're hearing some names bandied about, like Chris Matthews as a guest. Who are you helping to bring to town? Because we hardly ever get. Celebrities in town. I'm helping you bring Stephen Colbert to town. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. and, and I got to tell you, he's a huge get for me. Oh, I would imagine. He doesn't always show up to play. Uh, no, Chris Matthews is on tonight. Uh, we're going to see who's got the harder ball. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we, we hope the candidates are going to stop by later this week. We have your Mayor Nutter on tonight also. We've got Ed Rendell on Wednesday night. We've got uh, a couple. We've got a couple of guests that we we can we can't announce yet, but we'll be announcing later today. Um, I, I wish I could give President Steve the exclusive on this one, but <laughs> my team who is in the room with me right now are holding up cease and desist orders. Well, I mean, right. you, you have to deal with that. We we had uh, uh, Hillary uh, Clinton on last week, and, and we were talking to her about uh, during this whole process. The, the the biggest difficulty for these candidates always seems to be getting that human element out and projecting themselves as just real people. And, was uh, Hillary Clinton able to project herself as a human being? She actually, she actually yeah. came across. She was really cool, and I, I, I think it, it benefited her to do that. Why do you think it's so difficult for them to do that? Because they have to say the same things over and over again so many times. It's like saying the word banana. Yeah. After a while, it has no meaning. Mm-hmm. And they're actually saying things, in all seriousness, they're saying things that I think they deeply believe. But after they say it so many times, the words don't mean anything to them anymore. And so they sound like robots. Right, right. But you Hillary got... Clinton actually might be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's... I think I think you could I think you could chop her head off and she'd still come at you. <laughs> she'd still come at you. Well robots seem to get elected. And, and I mean it's just one of those things where you know, you sort of had uh, a human shot side of, of Mike Huckabee and, and, and John Stewart's shown a human side of, of John McCain. Have you been able to develop actual friendships with, with candidates like that? Or is it just oh. guys that come on that, that that are just talking themselves? Huckabee and I hang out now. Oh, yeah? yeah. We, go to, we, go to, we go to cockfights together. Oh, wow. so, so what is That's just... actually what he does now. He's a cockfight referee. He's a cockfight referee? <laughs> that was his fallback position. Wow. So what, is Chuck Norris driving? or what? <laughs> Chuck Norris is in the cock suit. <laughs> wow, that, that's, that should be on video. <laughs> Steven, I, I'd, I'd read that you have a, a number of staff. Is it true you have 80 staff members with you? Yes, sir. We actually have 91 people on the show. 80 of them are down here. Oh, my God. That is just, that is a massive amount of people for a show. It's like, it's like every, we're all going to camp together. <laughs> yeah. Camp, camp Philly. Yeah, and uh, what, what age they range? You, they, give you, they give you a little camper outfit and a Kevlar vest. Wow. Do, do you have a lot of uh, uh, students that are, uh, well, I guess probably not as full-time staff members, but uh, are, are they, is the younger end well represented? There are a bunch of, a bunch of UPenn kids scurrying around with uh, name tags mm-hmm. and, a, and a sense of self-importance. Yeah, I saw uh, The Daily Show back when the Democratic National Convention was here. Uh, Republican. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. John Stewart was here doing doing his show for a week at the Annenberg Center. I was here with him for that show. I know. I know. It was because uh, you were doing uh, your on-field reporting from inside the same studio, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> we... Uh, um... That was in the little. That was in the small theater, and that was exciting. I can't. I can't imagine what the nine hundred theater is going to be like. I know that it was mostly a joke, but did you learn anything at all from your bid to be president of the United States? You know, the funny thing you should say is that it was mostly a joke because 
people kept asking me, even you know, even people who worked for me would say, even people are confused. Is is this is this real? Are you really running, or is this a joke? And I would say. If I wasn't really running, it wouldn't be a joke. Yeah, true, yeah. You to, mm-hmm. to sell the joke, you have to be committed to it. Uh, right. I, and, and and as I was... learned a lot, I was I learned a lot. I have tremendous respect for these people who have to work the line and press the flesh and get their message out. Because as I said to Mike Wallace on sixty Minutes, and I'm with Mike Wallace, uh, Morley Safer asked me, "What I, do you think I'd ever take myself too seriously?" And I said, "Well, to to do this character really right." I think someday I'm going to have to believe my own line of crap. Right. <laughs> and, and, and just for those, like, 13 days, like, I think I only ran for president, like, for 13 days, I kind of had to believe my own line of crap because you had to go out and convince people that they should listen to you, and, and I had to have a reason why I was running for president. It, it was... It was it was extremely educational, and I'm glad it's over. Well, yeah, as, as you were in the, the the thick of it, they were invoking the name Pat Paulson, uh, who a, a lot of people um, uh, uh, credit with helping to destroy, I guess, McGovern's bid for the uh, for the presidency. Did you start to at that at that point think, oh my God, uh, you know, if this does go, I, I could affect voting in the country? I don't think so. Pat Paulson was running in the general election, and uh, had, didn't have to deal with FEC rules because they didn't exist that year he did that there was no fec uh, restrictions i actually my biggest concern was am i going to jail (laughs) (laughs) i think about that i say that in the the mirror every morning am i going to Um, jail am i going to jail because we would we look we had we had teams of lawyers communicating with the fec lawyers and then as we would do something on the campaign we would say have we broken the law and they'd say, well, we're not sure, but please stop doing that. <laughs> and then we wouldn't until they said, no, that is against the law. Then we would dial it back. Hey, uh, during the writer's strike, when you had the whole sort of uh, pseudo feud going on between you and, and John Stewart and Conan O'Brien. Pseudo feud? <laughs> I, mean, I am insulted. Real, real uh, hard-hitting feud between you three guys. What, was that mostly just to kill time because you didn't have writers on the show? Everything was to kill time. (laughs) Everything's to kill time now that I have writers. Why do you think I'm in Philly? (laughs) It's just a cheap, shameless ploy there. But but, but it it, it does work. And you talk about the zeal of, uh, or at least buying your own crap. It's a joke that is done every night. When you do that that pompous run over to the guest table, it just cracks me up. (laughs) Do you actually have to think about different ways that you're going to do that? Is it a choreographed thing? Or are you you riffing? is that you know what? Uh, how, do you have, like, go ahead. We have, uh, we have about ten basic ways we do it. We have okay. ten variations <laughs> on what we do. But then if we have a special guest, you know, if it's Tony Hawk, I might skateboard over. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Or you know, uh, you know, for Ed Rendell, maybe we'll have the Eagles cheerleaders carry me over. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's nice. Or we just might have the Eagles cheerleaders in just so they can, you know. Carry me around the studio. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a no-brainer. You know, Stephen. Obviously, you know the Colbert Report is 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 your baby. And but but are you sometimes surprised at uh, that you ended up where you are and the success of the show? Um, I'm I am constantly surprised yeah. that I'm gainfully employed. Right. <laughs> like I think, like every performer, they think at any minute I'm going to be fired. Right. Well, like this is this is going to be over at any minute. I was reading about you. Your your initial you, you weren't particularly enamored of of comedy uh, at the offset. Oh, right? I always loved comedy, but I always imagined that I was going to be a straight actor. Oh, okay, all right. And then when when did the shift occur? Um, uh, when people started paying me to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an author. I'm, I'm not being facetious. Yeah. I literally I, a 
the comedians were way more fun to hang out with. And uh, B, if you messed up on stage uh, doing drama uh, or straight theater, you go backstage and be really quiet. Nobody will be talking to you. If you messed up on stage doing comedy, you could hear them mocking you while you were still on stage. Right. It's got to be terrifying. Right. And I thought, that's way healthier. <laughs> and, so, and then I realized I was getting a bigger paycheck every, day, every time I did a comedy gig. And I went, you know what? All these things add up into that direction. Right. I, I don't know if, if with everything, obviously, the juggernaut that is the uh, the, the Colbert Report uh, going on, uh, is there any possibility that there'll be some more strangers with candy stuff or, or no? Um. Well, that that's not up to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's up to me. That's up to young Miss Amy Sedaris. I would love to do something else with her. What She's- about an, what about another book? Because uh, for Christmas, I, I've actually given you money, Mister Colbert. Uh, I bought. Um, uh, I am American. I've, uh, we've just stopped bleeding out of our orifices. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, from having done a, a television show four nights a week and written a book, so. We're going to hold off until the wound is completely staunch before we think about that. But thank you. I appreciate your support. All right. Understood. Uh, While you're in town, are you going to get some uh, free time to, uh, you know, kind of look around the city a little bit? Oh, we already have. I've I've went and I've uh, I've been to your independent hall, the Constitution Center. uh, Cool. I've I've run through green fields with the Philly Fanatic. Um, I asked. I asked if I could lick the crack of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> they kind of frowned they on that. They wouldn't let me. Yeah, yeah they, they wouldn't yeah. let me do it. No, that's too do bad. you think uh, you'll get any art hung up in the uh, museum of art? Because I've, I've seen uh, a photograph, a, a painting of you in the Smithsonian. That's and, right. And that's a world-class institution. We have one here yeah, in Philadelphia actually, as well. I, we, don't have, we don't have my, uh, my painting uh, uh, right here. It's, it's, it's in the... Hall of National Treasures right now. I'm, in all seriousness, I'm a national treasure guy. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's well, well, we always knew that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, people, please keep Nicholas Cage away from me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Stephen, we're going to let you go. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Colbert Report, of course. And uh, in town all this week. And yeah, the guests should be pretty cool uh, seeing them on there. I would imagine, yeah. yeah. And a 900 seat, I didn't know there was going to be that many people in there. That's definitely bigger than his uh, current audience size. Pretty sweet. We still got a bunch to get to. Back in a minute. Stay where you are. Friends, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger save the date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. I got to bring this up, and uh, and and ladies, I I really do feel for you. It's been a long time since I've been single, and uh, and I know it's it's a pain in the ass for any single person, especially if you're just tired of being single. You want to meet the right person. It's been like 15 years for me, and then you hear what I'm about to play for you, which is a a level of douchebaggery that is. <laughs> That is so off the charts, it, it's pathetic. Let me preface this. from uh, We got this online. Somebody sent this to us. It, and it, seem, it seems to you, you need to realize, it, this seems to be the real deal. This seems oh, to be, it sounds yeah, 100% this, this seems legit. to be the real deal off of an answering machine. Apparently this guy saw an attractive girl, went over to her, made chit-chat. I don't know where it was. I, I think it may have been like at a cafe or something like that. Went over to her quickly, uh, started to talk, and I guess coerced her phone number out of her. It seemed. It seems sort of the uh, the case was is that she was looking to maybe get rid of him, so gave him the information. She got uh, he got her card. 
Okay. He, he got, got, he got her car. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he got her business card, yeah. which I guess is a quick way to just dismiss someone here, take my card, right. you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Call me at work. And proceeded to to leave her a uh, couple of messages. And uh, it's just the pomposity is pretty ridiculous. It, it even starts with the name. The guy's name is Dimitri. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, do you want to... I think... Just, I think yeah, it, it. And, and women, women are going to break out into a cold sweat all over Philadelphia. Yeah, because... All right, here, just listen. Here we go. Yeah, hi there, Olga. It's Dimitri. Sorry I had to leave such a rushed message with you uh, when we uh, met the other day. I just want to quickly give you your, uh, my phone number, and I had to get the heck out of the area. In any event, I figure I'd better leave you a more detailed message um, and explain why I approached you. I am single... I have no trouble meeting women. I mean, women approach me six, seven times a day. Oh, my God. But I'm very particular about what I like. You're extremely elegant. I couldn't take my eyes off of you, and your friends were very jealous. Even if they say they weren't, they were envious of the fact that uh, I approached you, and I was very taken by you. Mm -hmm. Elegant women are very rare. I'm Greek, Uh and I'm very particular about what I like. So I'm giving you an opportunity here. I don't know if you pick up the messages on the weekend, but I'm I'm working on a movie script, so I'm pretty much around all oh, weekend God. doing that. I left you my number four one six nine one eight. Fade out the, the, the this number. Looks like a landline, and <laughs> if it is, you may not get the message till Monday. But when you do, call me, and then we'll get together for coffee and chat and uh, let the romance begin. Oh you look very taken aback by my approach, and I pause for a second. It, yeah. At, at this at this oh point in time, there are already thirty missteps in in, in his in his communication. At this point in time, I've already invited everyone I know over to, to listen, listen to this message. And I like how he's presenting it as if he's looking to 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 merge with another company. You know, oh here's an opportunity for you yeah. uh, to what? get with me. Uh, it, it's just oh, horrible, God. but it, but it gets way worse. Your friends are obviously jealous. Yeah, they saw of, me because I approached you. Even if yeah. they say they're not. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of uh, shock at being approached. So um, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. Wait. OK, hold on. Let me wait. Back and and at what how, how much how much time has he spent now? Because this is a voicemail. Oh, yeah, not a on. Hey, call me back. No, no, no. Yeah. He, but he's explaining. He, in fact, in the beginning, you hear he apologizes for the brevity of his first voicemail. <laughs> right. He felt it didn't convey just what an opportunity this girl had at her fingertips. So right. she's probably not calling him back and he continues to call well, her. No, he, her he, he, leaves, he leaves the message. He calls the work number and he, he realizes he's called on the weekend. He says, you probably aren't going to get this. Oh. Uh, Okay, okay. Until Monday. But wait, wait till you hear the next one. Right, you look anyway. very taken aback by my approach, and I hope that isn't timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of uh, shock at being approached so um, uh, directly, uh, because I don't really date timid women, because I'm a very direct, very passionate, very assertive man, and I want a woman who's very independent and uh, strong. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to formally introduce myself. Write that in your day planner, and we'll talk about that at the later point. He sounds like Mr. Tudball. (laughs) I leave the ball in your court. You call me as soon as you uh, have the courage to. Okay, Olga? Oh, my God! As soon as you are ready to embrace the all-encompassing manliness that is my essence, then uh, dial my digits and uh, let's get to the banging. It's in your court. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he says the ball is in your court, which means I will not call you, right? Uh, I'll just wait for you to call me. By the way, that is a uh, basketball reference in Uh case you're unfamiliar with that particular sport. (laughs) All right, so you're right. You're right, Casey. Uh, uh, the ball is now in your court. That means yeah. 
It's your turn. It's your turn. You will call me. But he calls her again. And this time, he he cannot understand this presentation. This woman has been given the opportunity to engage in a relationship with Dimitri. And and more time than he is accustomed to has lapsed. And and he cannot understand it. Well, quickly before we go to that, I have uh, Brad, who is Greek. And uh, oh. ha- needs to step forward here for a moment. He, he, does he leave these messages? No, no, no. Brad, are you there? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brad? That takes all of our Greeks just about a thousand steps back. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are malaki, is he not, Brad? Oh, my God. Total scatula. But, Brad, you want to apologize on behalf of the Greeks for this? Uh, you know what? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Press, I was the guy who uh, emailed you last Friday about the uh, single mixer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, again, I appreciate that. I apologize to Marissa. I thought she was Greek, but apparently she's not. So. <laughs> no, she could still be a Greek guy. She, she so. could be, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to punch Angelo in the head when next time I see him. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Brad. Good to talk to you, man. All right, see you later. Thanks, all right, well, let's let's roll this second portion. Oh, all right, uh, so time has lapsed right. uh, by by Dimitri's reckoning an inordinate amount of time. Yeah, here we go. Hi there, old guy. It's Dimitri calling again, the guy from the street. I left you a message several days ago. You said you were interested. Now, here's the way I work. I don't like leaving second messages, but I like you. You're a very elegant woman. You're very attractive, but you know, I don't play that game. I know your friends tell you not to return calls. You're playing games like you see on stupid TV shows. So here's how it's going to work. It is now 4.30 on Wednesday. Now, I'll assume, I'll assume that you've already left work. Because, you know, some people leave early. Oh, my God. But I'll pause it. Shut I, I assume that you've left work at 4.30 uh, because uh, the classic structure of the day is a 9 to 4.30. Mm-hmm. So oh, my you're... God. I I want to kill him. <laughs> All right, here we go. And I'll grant you that. I'll grant you I'll that. Go. Wait, but any song, this is how it's going to right. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But if I do not receive a phone call back from you <laughs> by 3 o'clock Thursday afternoon, I'm no longer interested. And you can erase my number. Oh, my I don't God. I play games like that. I'm completely single. I'm Paul, pause for a second. That is the most telling statement. I am completely single. Right. Would you care to guess why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love how, like, now he gives himself an out. Like, if she doesn't call him back by three, well, then we're not going to go out. Not because you didn't call me back in time, but because I, I don't decide. Play games. Yeah. yeah, her loss. I don't play yeah, games. Your yeah. loss. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone... I will no longer leave entertaining messages for you yeah. to play to your coworkers. Steve, exactly. Yeah. You know everyone that she works with, and yeah. all of her friends are sitting around her desk with this on speakerphone, listening to these messages. For the second one, Kathy, they've got some microwave popcorn. <laughs> yeah. All right, here now, we go. I don't play games like that. I'm completely single. <laughs> I'm very intelligent. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not. Wow. I have uh, inordinately large, uh, painful genitals (laughs) that are, 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 can I can split the log with my unit? Oh, what an idiot. My uh, manly essence uh, tastes very much like a cream soda. Wait, Wait, before we continue on, hold on. uh, Jim's got a comment. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Gadzoo. Gadzoo. What's up, Jim? Listen to this guy. Oh, my God. He's got the prowess of Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> he has the same rap that Pepe Le Pew has. Yeah. Like a bundle of sweetness. 
It is love, love, love at sight first. No? Is it not? No, yes? Oh, the man rush of hot blood to the temples. Now, like... He's you, right. You don't, He's totally right. I don't know. Like you, Steve, I've been out of the game for a really long time. But you don't, like, offer up that you're good in bed to somebody else because that's really uh, – that, that, that's an opinion that you can't really Casey, give, that, right? Maybe one in one million times will that work. And usually the person it works with has a mouthful of uh, herpes sores. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so that, that – I mean, what – that yeah, it's like you never go to a restaurant with a flashing sign that says, great food. Right. Here's an SMS that says, I'm a wealthy businessman, and I don't have time to call women. That's why I have my intern call women for me. I work for a wealthy businessman. All right, here we go. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not, I'm a complete catch. Oh! I've only been single four months. I had a long-distance relationship. You know, when a year... Her preference, by the me. way. Yeah. This gets better, though. Listen yeah. to painted like that, and it didn't work out. There's nothing wrong with me. Matter of fact, I'm one of the few men in the city that has nothing wrong with him. Oh, my God. Oh. So I'm giving you that 3 o'clock deadline. If I don't hear from you, you lose my number. I'm erasing yours right now, so you won't be hearing back from me. So that's it. 3 o'clock tomorrow, or you can just completely forget it. Now, I understand if you've got other issues like me wait wait right, uh, this, this, this is, is the money shot <laughs> oh, no. all right go I, ahead starting... wait he's giving I, i'm just I, to... I can't get over the deadline listen yeah. to the issues though other issues like maybe you're not playing games maybe you've had i don't know maybe you were abused in childhood maybe your mother has cancer you're going to chemo Maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has some, has an anxiety disorder. Maybe you're on uh, some medication for that. I don't know. There could be another issue that I'm not aware of. The reason you didn't but, call yeah. is because your mother has cancer. Yeah. <laughs> or because you're on medication that because he doesn't know about. Certainly, uh, a family member dying or perhaps that you were uh, abused as a child would be the only reason you would not call yeah. back to me, three. Ah, golden girl, you are the corned beef to me. <laughs> It has nothing to do yeah. with the, this guy is a complete yeah. douchebag. Well, that couldn't be the case. It's mean, ridiculous. Not. He is, uh, I am the only catch in the city. I am the only man where there is nothing wrong. Steve, would the word narcissistic be in play here? Uh, the word was invented for me, for Dimitri. <laughs> That's right. It was yeah. invented for me. Yeah. But nobody says, call me, hands a person a business card, and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive-aggressive. Hmm? You should actually look that up, passive-aggressive personality disorder. Oh! See, but that, now, at this now point, he's diagnosing her. Now, at this point, oh, he, he, as he up. talked further in his, in his spiel here, he realizes that he's now, he's, he, he no longer wants to leave the opening. He figures if he uses reverse psychology and comes at her this way Jeez. and is angry about it, and now he exposes all his cards... Uh, that she might go, you know, what am I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm throwing away a chance to be with Dimitri. Of course, I'll call him. But like, nobody tough says love. call me, hands a person a business card, and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive aggressive. You should actually look that up. Passive aggressive personality. Look that up in your, uh, in your Funkin' Wagnall. You're too <laughs> stupid to yeah. know what that is. Is what he said. And you let me know if if you've got issues psychological issues, if you're on any sort of medication oh for anxiety or depression, 
I'm not interested. Oh, okay. Yes. I am okay. cringing. But I am a practicing uh, Scientologist. Oh, God. But if you're psychologically normal and you haven't called me because there's been some horrible thing that's happened in your life which prevented you, that's fine. Could be the only reason. But that's otherwise, fine. don't call me. Okay? Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. What the hell? What an idiot. Like, I can't even believe that there are men like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, have you ever encountered, but you've encountered guys in that ballpark, haven't you? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Actually, one that, that we all know where I uh, he would call me. All the time, and David Copperfield. No, yeah. Well, similar. <laughs> no, and and I happened to uh, not return his phone call. So, well, where were you? What you know? What hey, were you doing? Copperfield, your friend from Las Vegas. Um, got a very interesting opportunity for you. And I said, by the way, anytime a guy you know approaches you for a date or a relationship, the same way he would approach selling real estate. Right. That I have a great opportunity for you. Right. Uh, Twenty-five acres in the poker. Canoes just became available. Hang on, let me let me go to Samantha real quick here. Samantha, hi, good morning. Hey, I what? have the courage to call him back. <laughs> yeah. Now, dude, I, I went out with a guy just like Dimitri. Oh no! Oh my god, it was awful. I was set up by friends because I was a newly single mother for a year, and I went out and I met this guy, and he told me that he was the best thing that I would ever meet. Okay, and that I didn't deserve. I didn't. I didn't deserve better because I had a kid already. Yeah. And that he gave me rules on the first date. Like, oh. if I'm not at church, if I'm not with my son, or if I'm not at school, I had to be with him. So it didn't go too well. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, I would wait, imagine. Wait, Samantha, on the first date. On the first day, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, what's your idea of a good second date? And he's like, going to Disney World with your son. I was like, okay. Well, so, I mean, you just, I assume it was just one day, right? It was just one day. I didn't call him back. He called me several times, like Dimitri, that I was the best thing for him. Yeah. So, I he accidentally answered my phone, and he was on the other end. And he was screaming at me, like, <laughs> I was the biggest idiot in the world for not calling him back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yep. didn't like he had a good job. He worked at Friday's. <laughs> By the way, Kathy, write down the name of the guy we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, no, I, I didn't get to finish. So, okay. you know, it, it, he couldn't believe that I did not return his phone call. And uh, and I said, well, you know, I said, sorry, I was I was in the shower. And that turned into, oh, because then this person went to someone else and said, oh, yeah, well, she was telling me about how she was showering. I guess she wanted me to get in with her. Oh, no. Yeah, you just I need to see. You got my interest up on this one. But I think he told I think he said it to you. How recently to was me? this? Yeah. Hold on a second. Are you kidding? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. He said it to me. Okay. He said, uh, he goes, oh. uh, man, every time I call her, like, she always mentions how she's in the shower or something oh, like that. Wow. Like, I think she I wants me to get in with that. that. Oh, Hang on. Jesus let me Christ. Go, let me go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I spelled it wrong, I think. That's, 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 a, that's a basis for a science fiction movie. <laughs> let me go to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Gadzoos. Gadzoos. What's up, Vicky? I, uh, I have a very similar situation where I, to last uh, person, I set up with someone, um, you know, he's very rich, he owns lots of property, he makes sure that I knew that all the time, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and our first date, actually, he introduced me to the people at the restaurant as his wife. <gasps> what? So, so, like, I totally should have known then it was going to be a horrible idea, but it was right. fun, so I... Um, and when I didn't want to go to the next, you know, the next level and be, like, serious or, or anything of that sort... Yeah. 
he would sit there and remind me that he can get anybody and that I was so lucky that he, uh, he was taking me out on dates. Did this that, uh, Did this guy go by the nickname The Juice? Uh, occasionally, no, okay. no, no, not that I know. But he would actually sit there and say that all he needs to do is put his Porsche keys down on the table. Oh, and he's my God. I was supposed to be convinced to date him. Oh, my God. He had Porsche keys. He was yeah. driving a, uh, yeah. a Pacer, but right. he had the right. Porsche keys. Yeah. keys. My friend, uh, he was driving a Porsche. That guy that I was talking about. He, oh, the yeah, guy you were talking uh, about? Yeah, the Greek yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah but uh, I think he, because he really likes performance vehicles, not, it wasn't Not because show. to compensate for no. a micro penis. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want to yeah. say that because he's my friend. Okay. I'm going to go to Jen. Hey, Jen, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Hey, what's up, Jen? Um, I was set up with a guy I work with from another mutual friend of a guy that I work with. And I decided that I didn't want to date him anymore. I just got out of a long-term relationship. He left me a work voicemail. Um, complaining about how I broke up with him and how horrible I was and how mean. And I should read this book, and it's about a girl, and she breaks up with this guy and breaks his heart. And so I played it for everybody at work with. Uh, you played it for everybody at work. Did you yeah. save it everybody by the chance? At work. Yeah. Did, did you save the call? I did for a while. Eventually, you know, I left the job <sighs> anyway, but... He was. He made me pay for the. I mean, he'd take me to Burger King and then <laughs> make him pay wow. for it. I know royalty. Okay. Oh, <laughs> what a catch. Yes, I'm going to take you to uh, to a wonderful establishment. Oh my God. Uh, have I, everything. In fact, whatever you order, you can have it your way. The, <laughs> <laughs> the pomposity, man. Hang I on. I love that. I want to hang out with this guy just to. You see. just. Yeah. Are you just. Uh-huh. I would love to see a picture of him. I have a classic yes. image in mind. Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm imagining a few buttons undone, a little tossle of hair coming up over the shirt. A little. Uh, yeah. European. Uh, you know, the, the glasses, <laughs> slick back hair, perhaps a ponytail. I was you know, thinking pony too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me go to uh, Heath. Hey, Heath, good morning. Dad Zooks. Dad Zooks. up, Heath? Women create guys like this. Okay. <laughs> they, they create guys oh, like this, all right? Because, first of all, she gave him his business card, and there's no way he didn't act like this when she first met him. Well, here's here's the deal. You, 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 you make a good point. She did give him her business card, but the initial encounter was supposedly incredibly brief. He, he even says how brief it was. So maybe in that very short span of time, he appeared to be human. I find that ridiculously hard to believe based <laughs> on the phone calls. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Also, but also, he wouldn't be doing this if it didn't work. If there weren't women out there that actually fell for this crap. Oh, you know that there were. Of oh, course, if, if you do it enough... You know, there, there was a, fr- a comedian friend yeah. of mine who, who's, who and he, I, he would say, he would just, if you just walk through the city and and went up to people and said i think you're hot do you want to do you want to have that uh, you're going to get a taker eventually oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's the law of percentages <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know yes maybe he does get women like this but obviously he is single now so it apparently it does I've not i've been work. single for a uh, short four time months, four months, months because and, he was um, in- you're elegant and i like elegant women I got to go back to the uh, the part where he starts listing her problems. Hang on, I don't oh, remember exactly. Perhaps uh, you're uh, you're uh, are tied up. <laughs> your mouth is uh, taped shut. You're watching Shawshank. <laughs> Mother has cancer. You're going to chemo. Maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has some, has an anxiety disorder. Maybe you're on. Uh, some medication for that. I don't know. There could be another issue. Perhaps you're afraid aware. that I possess a, a European uncircumcised penis. Right. <laughs> but nobody says, call me 
hands a person a business card and then doesn't return calls. Listen. It's extremely passive-aggressive. You should actually look that up, passive-aggressive personality disorder. Can you say passive-aggressive? <laughs> say it with me. Passive-aggressive. There you go. You're learning. Oh, God. Soon you will not be an imbecile. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. There we are. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> hey, uh, quickly, I know I, had, uh, I saw this news story that I'm bring up, but uh, before I do that, because there was a quick bit of conversation uh, while we were in the break, is that... Uh, you have to break out the Bible. You know, occasionally I'll get, uh, I'll get emails from skeptics of, uh, of Kathy Romano that... Uh, uh, that feel that she's it can be a little bit prissy and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, just kind of on the on the, the tight pr- ass on, on the prudish yeah. side. But Nick was just telling me about a couple of text messages <laughs> that he got from Kathy over the weekend. She and and I've gotten them before too. Uh-huh. Can be the most filthy person that you've <laughs> ever met. In your well, life. here's the thing. Let me explain it. This, I don't know how it started, but but Nick and I will try to outdo each other with grossness. And um and I've you know gotten some emails like from you, Preston. You you know you, you said something to me, and I just try to I just try to gross you out and pr- kind of just shock you a little bit, which seems to work. Well, you definitely shocked me because it was one of those things where I it was I, you know it, we can't even. You no, can't you even can't. hint can't. to oh. what she here's, was sending. Here's how it started. When I left on Friday... This... I think I could paraphrase it. <laughs> I think so? I think so. Okay. Let, let, me, let me just preface this by... You know, when we left on Friday, there was some really bad traffic on the Schuylkill. We're heading westbound, and I sent Kathy a text and said, listen, stay off of 76, take 23 instead. She writes back. She's like, damn it, you know, I already got on the Schuylkill, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, and, and then we joked around a little bit, and she's like, all right, I already miss you. And I wrote back to her, and I was like, I miss uh, your tongue on me in a particular right. area. And and then she writes back. If she, you want to give it a shot, I, Steve. she misses the the day old remnants of Marissa on. No, not Marissa, his wife. Oh, his wife, uh, Melissa. Uh, Melissa on uh, on your reproductive areas. Right. Okay. And yes. I saw that, and I'm like, how do I respond to this? And and so I tried, but at that point, Kathy had already, you know. She'd won. You know, there yeah. was no way that I could I could outdo her. Although and I did try. You, you did try. And meanwhile, I'm driving. On, we're both sitting in this horrible traffic on 76, and I'm hysterical <laughs> laughing. And people are just looking I'll at tell you me. What, what I did do at one point, though, was I included the words moist and discharge. Yeah. <laughs> Which are two words she can't stand. Yeah. Now, in these sort of battles, I, I, I do very well. I just don't text message a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, because it's, it's just not, it's not my thing. But, oh, yes, yeah, right. you what, would what, be excellent. What it is, is it's the equivalent of the uh, of the, the, the joke, the uh, the um, the the movie was based on the oh, aristocrats. Yeah, the aristocrats, yeah. yeah. And that You're is right. you you up the ante on that. Right. And I, I've I've done that with uh, with uh, my you know guy friends fairly often, where you just try to keep you keep raising yeah. the bar. All bets are off. 
All family members are active, living or dead. <laughs> all animals are up for grabs. Uh-huh. It's what you do, and it, it's it's just part of the deal. But it's just rare that you find a a woman. My wife Who's will, good at it. My wife will engage in this with me, which is and when she says stuff like that, I just. I love it. It's hilarious. Because it's funny coming out of, you know, your oh. wife who's like 90 pounds. She's yes. the sweetest thing in the world. And then something and then like just, that. Oh, and it's yeah. just, it's the, that's why I married her. I'm going to give you one that Casey, because Casey's really good at it as well. Casey's really yeah. good at comebacks, period. But yeah. this is one that he told Shut me. Shut up. To, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That he told me to send to Kathy. And again, I'll paraphrase. But it, paraphrase. I'm going to wrap my D in sandpaper and F your ears. And I thought that one was pretty you good. You said that? Yeah. 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 That was good. Because that was another event you guys were at together. It's nice and abrasive. And, right. and sandpaper. Nick and I were, uh, were, were trying to outdo each other again. the first time that i got one from kathy it was like that i, I was just i i just i don't know we were texting back and forth and i said i just said something like you know what uh i, I said why don't you s my d or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and then she fired back and it why didn't like, you l my ex no no, no. she goes <laughs> <laughs> no nah, she what? goes uh she said something like no i've got a better idea how about i rip your off your blank and shove it up your so-and-so and, and i was just like whoa wow I was just, you know, What's I wouldn't plan it on going there, but it was so damn well, funny. Well, you know, and, and why don't you cue my G? Well, people ask me sometimes, you know, like like people that have gotten to know me and I, I'm able to do this, you know, with them. They, they're like, how? I, I don't understand. I'm like, well, I am the only female, I mean, besides my mother, in that, you know, I grew up with, with brothers. I grew yeah, up with all true. boys, um, cousins, everybody. They're, they, you know, everybody. It makes a difference and, and when now, you have guys in the family. But now yeah. I work with all guys, yeah. you know. Like, well, but you, you still reserve the right to get horrified at things I say, which is amazing. Yeah. They, we, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> and yet you're doing that. So there, there's a dichotomy there. Yeah, but my, my sister is, this, is well, not the same way, but, you know, she was the only girl and, yeah. and basically an all-boy family, but she always kept herself removed, you know? So that when there were, like, family parties and stuff like that, she wasn't hanging with the boys doing boy things. She was trying to be an adult sitting at my, the table listening to all the oh, adult right. conversations. So. I think of my poor mother in yeah. my house. with my, my dad just had, I mean, my dad... All bets were off. I mean, st- stuff. I, I told you the first. We were the first family to get the VCR in the neighborhood. The first two movies we rented were Jaws and Deep Throat. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> that's a porn, right? That's a porn. Yes. It's a classic porn. Uh, so, <laughs> so we we're we're uh, you know I mean. But it, it's a, it's rare that you can find the woman that rolls with that. Right. Mm-hmm. I saved some of the ones that Kathy well, sends me here, because they're so good. Here's one. Marissa and I did a, uh, an appearance. Where we took listeners to um, where do we uh, excitement, excitement video? video? Yes. Yeah. And what did you ask? I, that I just I said, asked, "How's it going?" But you asked something. <laughs> no, you didn't, because it says we are up to twelve. But I don't know what. It's oh, oh I asked how many uh, orgasms you'd have oh. that night. I uh, said we're up to twelve. Oh, here, Steve, you right. do it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, no, I don't no know what I can say. To paraphrase, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Let's just say it's going swimmingly well. Okay. Oh, Casey, take a look at it. It has to do with, with, um, with right. certain beads. Oh, crud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, oh, Hold on. It ha- what were you saying, Kathy? It has to do with, with a certain type of beads that uh, Marissa was okay. using. Okay, and yeah, she has. Uh, a beads in her donkey and is oh god okay never mind. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's going to um yeah. tuna town yeah. yeah on a black listener right on a black listener. oh my god <laughs> see that's why i save them you kill me <laughs> i just you got to get an iphone too yeah, but that's true the print looks so much better yeah so and you can you save you save the whole conversations right see oh, yeah, on the, the, iPhone? the whole the whole thread It'll, you don't have to worry about saving it just saves it right in one that's continuing nice. really 
Oh, I love it. So anyway, I wasn't even planning on talking about that, but when when I Sorry. heard what you sent over to Nick, and by the way, Nick's like you you there's something wrong with you. And I've been there. And if you think Kathy's a priss, you should check her out at Krav Maga today because she's an ass kicker. She is an ass <laughs> Thank kicker. Thank you. Hey, quickly, I know we uh, we still got a bunch of stuff to do and we're already What the hell are you yeah, doing? Do commercial. We're we'll gonna... come back with awesomeness. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, no. we kind of sh- I want to keep going. Yeah, let's <laughs> just go. No, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break? We'll be back in a minute. Stay where you are. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WGNS. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. We're going to start with a truly strange story. I first saw the video of this online, and I thought, well, okay, that was kind of interesting. It was a robbery that was thwarted, but thwarted? Further investigation has found a bit of a wrinkle in this. Yes, it was thwarted. Uh, While a robbery at a pizza restaurant was in progress, a clerk discovered that... Her father was the robber. No. When another clerk struck the man, <laughs> knocking him out cold and knocking off his wig and sunglasses. This happened on Friday Daddy? night in Texas. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Stephanie Martinez didn't know her parents and husband planned to rob the pizza patron where she works. Oh. So no one on either side knew that this. Nope. It was just. It was just a happy coincidence. Police said no. Actually, no. The, the other people knew. Oh. The people okay. who committed the robbery knew about it, but the girl who worked there did not know this was going to happen. Police, I just wanted to see my little girl at work. Police said they had no plans <laughs> to file charges against Martinez. Her father was apprehended after witnesses uh, followed the getaway pickup. Martinez's husband told them that she didn't know about the robbery. He said that she knew they were going to rob someplace, but she thought it was going to be a convenience store. Have fun with your robbing tonight. Right. And it turned out to be the place where she worked. And the video... Did they think that she was complicit in the robbery? No, they don't. Okay. They're, they're not charging her. So, uh, you should see the video of it online. The, the guy walks in. He, he tries to uh, rob, but there's another guy that works there. The dude just bum rushes him and pops him in the face, <laughs> knocks him out cold, and you see the girl just standing there all confused. It's her dad wow. laying there. It's a pretty messed up story. You know how you wanted to meet my dad? Well, there he is. Right. A, quote, vulnerable man cut off his own head with a chainsaw. Oh. Wow. After being ordered to move out of his home to make way for developers. Police believe this took place in England. That'll show him. Uh, David Fails severed head was found. On. Applied directly <laughs> to the forehead. Was found beside the power tool inside his housing association flat shortly after receiving his eviction notice. Detectives were investigating the. How po- about an angry phone call? The possibility that the 58-year-old uh, killed himself rather than leave his home of I eight probably years. Probably should have sent an email. <laughs> uh, he was the last resident living on an estate uh, earmarked for demolition. It's understood police are not treating his death as suspicious. Uh, the coroner. <laughs> It's just a standard cut his own head off with a chainsaw. The coroner said the possible cause of death of Mr. Fail is complete transaction of the neck and chainsaw wound to the neck. But they're investigating that a little bit further. This is clearly the act of a stupid man. Three bears at a Ukrainian zoo tore a man limb from limb oh. after he fell into their enclosure. I got the wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> the 22-year-old man was drunk and uh-huh. trying to take close-up shots of the Siberian brown bears at uh, Mykolaiv no, City no, Zoo. It's not going to be good. Come on down. When Come on he- down. Get in close. We'll get a good shot. When, uh, no, he, I won't attack you. He lost, Jesus, do you believe this guy? He lost his footing. Uh, the three bears... Come on, down. Come on. They charged the man... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right around there. If, if you can crawl, 
if you can shimmy a little bit, you can get down. But you think those signs are for kids, the, not for adults. Come the, on. The three Come take a picture <laughs> with your buddy bear pals. Come on. The three bears. Do it. Do it. Come on. Bear. All right, I'll do it. There's a good man. <laughs> the three bears charged the man immediately. Just with the bear. Tearing him limb from limb as he tried to escape, according to the station. Are bears known as liars? Elephants have great memories. You hear that all the time. Have you ever heard? Old bears, they lie a lot. Just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. So come on down. The man was dead before, down. <laughs> before keepers could separate the animals from their victim. Uh, the brown bear is highly territorial. No kidding. And a, a world it's all and a, good. And among the world's largest land carnivores. Did they destroy the bears? Did it say? N- uh, it's Russian. Yeah, they, they, they probably let them have the rest of the day off. I don't yeah. know. We're at home. Listen to this. See you tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> Morning, Ralph. Morning, Ralph Lou. I'll call you. <laughs> Listen to this. A shark was found in a swimming pool at one of Sydney, Australia's most popular beaches on Friday, apparently swept into the pool by a freak wave. That is so cool. The one-meter shark turned up in a rock pool situated next to the open ocean at uh, Cronulla Beach. Uh, Fisheries officers netted the shark and released it back into the sea unharmed shortly after members... Was he at the swim-up bar? After members of the public (laughs) reported its presence in the pool on Friday Mary, please. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite calm, just swimming happily up and down uh, at one end of the pool. What kind of shark? And uh, um, I don't really know, but uh, swimmers apparently come in. Was it a pool shark? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you! Good night! (laughs) Just ignore that one. Uh, Swimmers uh, come in at 6 a.m. every morning to do laps, and it's still dark then, and they must not have even noticed that the shark was in the pool. I'm surprised it could live in the chlorinated water. Yeah. And they said it was swept into the pool overnight by a large wave. And then finally, we'll do one more quick story. A Chinese farmer accidentally knocked himself out for 11 hours when he was supposed to be anesthetizing a deer. <laughs> Lou, used, Lou. A, used a strong animal anesthetic. What are you doing over there, Lou? Anesthetic to tranquilize the deer at his I'm farm. I'm tranquilizing a deer. So he could harvest their antlers for Chinese medicine. And uh, <laughs> after administering a shot to I one. I see the antlers. To one deer uh, at his farm. I'm sorry. Uh, after administering a shot to one deer, Lou noticed anesthetic dripping from the needle and used his hand to wipe it dry. Uh oh. By accident, he poked his skin with the needle and some of the anesthetic was absorbed into his body. Second, seconds later, Lou collapsed to the ground. His family and farm workers immediately. All the livestock laughing. Took him to the nearby hospital, which transferred him to the city's emergency center uh, because doctors didn't know the uh, composition of the anesthetic. After contacting the vets at the city zoo, the center gave Lou detoxification treatment and then kept him in intensive care for observation. He finally woke up 11 hours after the accidental shot. What happened? Doctors said the anesthetic was so strong it could have knocked out an elephant in less than a minute. So he was uh, lucky to be alive, I think. Uh, And that is what I have. For the, <laughs> I really knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even complete his trumpeting. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have for the uh, bizarre file. They put back in a minute. This bizarre file brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, presenting comedian Dom Herrera, July twenty second. Tickets on sale at livecasinophilly.com. dot com. The one thing that rocks. 
events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop, and WMMR.com. I was glad to see it was surfing around uh, yesterday, and uh, when the uh, when they found that uh, that twelve year old kid that was missing yeah since uh, what Sunday Saturday night Saturday in, days, yeah. North Carolina, I was like I was totally surprised. Obviously happy that the, that they found the boy, but you know when when people when they when they find out the kids are missing and they, and they've been looking for a couple of days, it's usually like that's not going to turn out good. Well, one thing they they kept stressing too, which I thought this is this is not going to turn out the the way they wanted to, is that they kept stressing that it was a a hilly cliff uh, area. Right. So that, uh, you know, they, they, they kept trying to suggest that even if he wandered off in the thick brush or in the dark, he, he could have easily have gone over the edge of something. Yeah, and they were saying they didn't search the area that they found him in because he would have had to pass this, you know, this big mountain area, and that's where he was. And do you know... He was, like, he was like 800 feet outside the the parameter yeah. that they last checked. Oh. Really? Yeah. And he saw the horses that were out, like, the, you know, they had taken horses through the woods to, to try to find this kid, and they, he said he had actually seen the horses but didn't go over to them because he was scared. Did really? They, yeah. Did they think for a while there that maybe uh, there could have been like some crazy woodsman guy who had abducted the kid? Well, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they absolutely would have considered that, I would imagine. The I mean, name's Jeremiah. Look at my Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, I don't think they ever came forward and said that, but I mean, as a parent... I mean, that's obviously going to be one of your concerns. I mean, not just being lost, but I mean... There's Exposure! Been, there's been stories uh, uh, where you remember a while back of some girl that was uh, held at this guy's little yes. area out in the woods and yeah. dug out a uh, like a almost like a cave in the side of the ground and, and, and was with, able with to... With ventilation systems yeah. and all. This guy was prepared to abduct this kid yeah. and uh, had gone to great lengths to secure it. I mean, because this, in this day and age, the, that's the first place your mind goes. It's like, who's got my kid? Well, not that, where is my kid? In, right. in that case, I wouldn't think that. I, you know, I would think because of the, uh, because of where they were. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we've talked about this before. If you go out and you're in the woods... And, and he, you know, so as a Boy Scout, he knows some of the tricks about where to, where to go and so on and so forth. Uh, but you know if you start to panic and you lose your direction, yeah. you're aft. I don't know how big this place was, but when I was in the Boy Scouts, we didn't go to p- places that were all that big. I mean, we did French Creek, Delmont, and stuff like that where, you know, it, it's... You didn't go out into, like, western PA no. and out in the middle of... Appalachian uh, Trail, nothing right, like the that. the Pine Barrens. Yeah, yeah. so if you, if you got lost, you were Crazy. somewhat contained, you know? Right, right. Well, th- this is out in, in the Falong Wilderness. <laughs> There's a great book that I mentioned this before. It's called The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. It's a Stephen King book, and uh, it describes in really great detail how this girl gets lost in the middle of the woods, and she just makes a couple of left turns where she should have made, an, made a right and, and ends up completely separated from everybody and wanders off. And, and King describes it beautifully. And every time I hear about this kid, get, uh, kid getting lost in the woods, it reminds me of that because it's, it's so like, easily done. It's like an exponential, your first yep. mistake... With your second mistake, it multiplies and exactly. it keeps increasing it tenfold. Hey, dude, it was bad enough as a kid getting lost in a department store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. much less the woods. I, and, and, and it was, you know, back when when I was a kid, they didn't have the security uh, procedures that they have now, which is to lock the door, don't let anybody out, and and completely search the store. It was just you you wandered around, yeah. and uh, and if you were found, you were found. And if, if you know, your parents had to have been completely frantic, because I know I... I Did just, you ever get lost in a mall oh, or a store? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, many times. I always ended up. I was always that kid at the front desk, and and they make the announcement. <laughs> we have a little boy up here who's wearing a green jacket and a brown shirt, and answers to the name of Preston. You know, and and that that used he to has Dodge car keys on him. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
yesterday. <laughs> I used to do that, by the way. What? With my mother, we'd go out to, you know, if we got, you know, uh, to a department store or something, I'd take her, you know, uh, like I was high school, senior, you know, first year of college or whatever, but uh, we'd go out, okay, can you take me over, run me up to the mall? Sure. And then this is at the time where you could go to mall security and... We have a, we have a lost young man here. I would go there and ask them to say over the intercom that I was lost. Give my name and my whole thing. You're an adult. You're I'm an adult. <laughs> so my, my brother would come up like so freaking embarrassed. <laughs> God damn you! And she'd come over, mommy. <laughs> And they, the security would always be laughing. Isn't that sort of like unsafe, though, to, to just announce to everybody that there's some random kid that, that's here? Well, oh, is that again? Yeah. <laughs> Come back. No, you're right. Yeah, you're basically... I mean, I assume in, at this point in time, they're, they're going to be very rigorous about handing over a kid to... Uh, you know, anybody who shows up at the... It's, yeah. it's not a free-for-all. I don't think they do that anymore, Case. I don't no, think they, they make they do, but do they? They'll, they'll just say we have a lost child, So, and that's all they say. And if your child is lost, you, you go up to them. So it's not like, you know, you have to give what exactly what they look like, what they're wearing, and their name. To, to claim a child. Well, they would, what, detain them so you can't see them? And then yeah, you just that's what they really? like at, at, amu- at amusement parks and stuff like that, like Sesame Place. Really? That's yeah. why you can, at some place, you can actually check your children yeah. and they give you a little <laughs> coupon. My sister has a seat. Uh, I have a niece who's two, so she must have been like about a year and a half or, or a little less. Uh, they were at, uh, what's that place, uh, Dutch Wonderland. Yeah. Lost her for about oh, four place. minutes. Um, which four whole minutes? Four minutes losing a one-and-a-half-year-old oh, okay. is like well, an eternity. Know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, an 18-month-old man? Yeah. That's yes. You you you're terrified. I'm sure. It's like Especially one- when you're near the Dutch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they are. Yeah. The Dutch Wonderland. Uh, but but uh, I know that uh, I I scared my parents to death on a couple of occasions when I was a kid, just wandering off. You know, I remember we were lived in the small town in Tennessee. That's where I was originally born, and and uh, I must have been you know maybe two years old, three years old, and somehow another got out of a store that my mom was in, out of a shop, out onto the uh, to the street, and walking through the little downtown town area and I ended up oh, in a geez. different store. Jesus. I mean, and not only did I did I leave get lost in the store, I left and went to a different store. How old? I was probably, you know, two or three years old, oh maybe. Oh, my God. I, I mean, uh, you know, well, maybe not that young. Old enough to, to communicate. So, four at the most. And uh, and I just wandered off and left. And, and, uh, Is they... there a fine clothing store in town, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, little fellow. What you looking for? They eventually found me, like some elderly women found me. And, uh, and... we'll call him Preston. <laughs> and they took me outside. And they just waited. You look exactly <laughs> like one of my son's. Friends. And you, they, you feel like such when you're a kid and you get lost in in a mall situation or a store situation. You feel like such a dick. You're terrified. Terrified. And you feel yeah. like, a, like an idiot. Absolutely. Let me go to uh, Tina on the phones. By the way, the number two one five two six three WMMR. Hey Tina. Good morning. Morning. What's up? Uh, long time ago, when uh, my brother was about five years old, we were in Disney World, and it was during the time where they were having a problem with uh, someone abducting kids from okay. Disney World. Oh, jeez. He was my brother. Just I don't know. We were looking at a robot. Just got lost, totally lost in the crowd, and he just wandered off. My parents were panicking. It was about forty-five minutes. My brother, of all the people that he went up to, he decided to go to the janitor. Not all the people around, and the janitor, for 45 minutes, he's just standing there at the janitor. My parents were petrified. And they could not find him. And my father has now lost all three of us at Well, and, and Disney is massive. Oh, yeah. It's just absolutely huge, and there are crowds of people everywhere. That's why they tell kids, when you go in, if you get lost, go to Janitor World. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all be at yeah. Janitor all World. All janitors all the time. I don't understand how parents... Parents do it though, especially if you have more than one kid and you go to places like that and 
they're, you know, walking at the age where they can walk. I honestly, I'm not even kidding you. I would take those little like leash things that they have for the kids, <laughs> those like harnesses. I, I, I don't know how parents well, do it. I was I was talking to my buddy yesterday. His uh, wife is expecting and he's all nervous. It's their first child. And I said, dude, don't worry about it. babies are so low maintenance. It's when they get up and they start moving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when the nightmare starts. That's when you've got to constantly be on the watch. And it's, you know, it's, it's different that at now that they have security measures and things that are that are in place to, to make it a little bit easier uh, to, to find kids. Because I mean, you don't know who's out there. <laughs> it still happens on a regular basis all the time. But, freaks. You freaks. But, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, it, you're, you're constantly paranoid that either, I mean, God forbid they, they get lost, A, but B, somebody's going to abduct them. I mean, that's the main concern. One of the absolute worst is I went into, you know, we were swimming. It was at uh, Jones Beach. I was a kid, you know. I go into the surf, I'm swimming, I'm having a great time, and I turned around, and if I had seen, when I turned around, St. Petersburg, <laughs> I couldn't have been more terrified. I'm like, where the F am I? The beach looked completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was like, there was a pyramid in the back. I'm like, holy Christ. I've had that How happen. How far did I swim? And, you know, and, and then you go over to this, I remember going over to the snack, uh, the concession stand, like, I am, you know, I, I wanted to put suntan lotion on my head and write dick, so <laughs> Burn in, and, and I had to. They announced over the beach, and then my my dad, you know, came came running over. Did but, he kill you? Oh, it, <laughs> by the way, if like as a kid, if I got caught in a fire or something, you know, you know, my what are you doing playing in the fire? Right. Um, so what are you doing swimming in Egypt? Um, and my you know, my dad was pissed, but you just feel like such an idiot. I had a similar swimming incident. I was uh, in the Bahamas with my parents. We took a cruise. I was probably like nine, ten years old, right? Maybe. Right. And uh, they had let me rent uh, snorkel. And, and fins, you know, so I, I took if out... I do this, will you shut up? I took out into the water <laughs> and learned how to snorkel fairly well, so I stayed underwater for a long-ass time, oh, and I was gone for like an hour, and my mom, I come walking up, you know, the beach, and my mom is just like, oh my God, oh my Aww. God. You know, she had, she had lifeguards looking sure, all, all, sure, all yeah. over for me. Wait, how old were you? I was 9 21. Yeah. <laughs> no, Steve, man, I, went, I did that when I was 21. I was in Mexico, and my mom was terrified. Aww. Are you kidding? <laughs> I get back to the beach, and my mom I was like, I was snorkeling. She's like, you're not a very strong She's swimmer. About to... You're not a strong swimmer. She's not that. a strong swimmer. And I think he ate. <laughs> Let me he go. may have cramps. Let me go to. <laughs> let me go to the phones. I've got Doug on the line. Hey, Doug, you're on. Good morning. Hey, um, I used to work at Walmart. Yeah. And um, they have what's called a code Adam there when kids are lost. So you, you'll be working in the store and you'll hear, "We got a code Adam," and then you'll see security walking around with the radios hunting for somebody's kid. Yeah. Uh, they won't give a description because I'll have it on the security radio. But it's funny. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people will walk into the stores and let their kids let their kids run. And it's like when we see their kids doing stuff and like uh we can't say anything because we can't approach their kids but yet they just they won't watch their kids oh, yeah. All kinds yeah. Of yeah. You, you probably are you have to watch your ass because everyone's so litigious if you go over and, and do it the wrong way your ass is in trouble right but uh i can you know we got a code at it which means a lost kid yeah <laughs> I, when i was probably like three years old or so we'd get walking into the department store and my mom would go go to the toy section yeah, yeah. Just, you, you just go go play with the toys i'll shop don't bother me i'll find you later it's on different now uh, yeah you can't do that anymore yeah but, but you 
never, I never, I would go to the toy section for a little while, but I'd always end up like next to the rider mowers, you know, <laughs> sitting there. Right, so right. I, my dad would always beat my, I told you to go to the toy section. I actually, I, w- I would never sit by my mom's side because more, I was more of a burden, especially. Uh, and you like, were too cool. Yeah, way too cool. No, no, no. But like, especially food shopping and stuff like that, because I wanted everything. So I want this. Yeah, I want that. So I would just, I, she didn't even want me next to her. So I would just go to the paper towels and make a fort, you know, and just kind of <laughs> hang there for an hour. She knew where to find me. You would, take, you would take the paper towel rolls out and make a fort? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, you could do it now. And in fact, show your kids. They'll, they'll really enjoy it. <laughs> and then she, yeah. she comes around with the car and you go, Ma, I got I to gotta go now. I have a date tonight. <laughs> I saw a woman in the store yesterday. She had three little boys with her and they were all fighting. And she goes, uh, she was looking at purses and she was like, go over to the shoe section and f- find shoes that you want to buy. And they were like, no, we don't want to. And she goes, just go, just go. And they started to walk away and I could tell she changed her mind. And she was like, well, hold on, wait, come here. Do you like this purse? <laughs> like she tried to call yeah. them back. I think she got she caught herself. Like not a good idea. I'm gonna go to Kim on the phone. Hi, Kim. You're on. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. What's up? Uh, about thirty some years ago, my family was on vacation in Ocean City, and we were all playing a paddleball game. Okay. And my two year old sister was five feet away from us. Uh, at the edge of the water watching and uh, we turned around and she's gone and we all start panicking. We went on a three hour search for her and she was, uh, we talked to the lifeguards, the police were there. She was with Slava How much does this job pay? (laughs) (laughs) They they said she's not going to go against the wind. Kids don't uh, like the wind blowing in their hair, in their faces and everything so they were going the other way but some of my family members went in the direction that the wind, you know, was coming from. Yeah. And uh, we got a call from a lifeguard. Someone, like, the whole beach almost knew that she was lost. I mean, you could see, are you the, are you the people looking for the little girl? Are you the people right. looking for the little girl? Right. They found her a mile away wow. underneath a pier, sound asleep, sucker or something. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That is horrible. She just, she just made a few bucks doing pole dancing. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. No, yeah. I, could you imagine, for how, mo- for how long of that duration, how long do you think that that kid is dead? I mean, yeah. I, oh, yeah. after, after yeah. like 15, 20 minutes, you're yeah. like, oh, my God. Especially yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Or they serve fudgy wudgy bars <laughs> <laughs> and babies and babies. They sell those. Uh, do, do you ever see the movie uh, Minority Report? Yes. I mean, I know it's yes. just a, a film, but but Tom Cruise is at a crowded pool with oh, his yeah. kid, yeah. and he just he goes underwater to see how long he goes. Yeah. His son wanted to see how long he could hold his breath, and he comes back up. Gone. And he's just gone. I mean, it's not too far off from the truth on some occasions. When they teach you, like w- w- this kid was a scout, and he was in in the scouts for like eight or nine months. I think it's. They were saying, do they teach you enough? Survival stuff. No, at that point? dude, you know how to make stew, and that's it. <laughs> no, I mean they, they, they survival eat, stew. No, 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 they, yeah. they, they, no, you do learn how to if you need to keep warm and things like that. Now, as like far as like leaves over you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like like tracking and things like that. They may not no. teach you, but but you do learn some basic survival skills. In yeah, the, in the scouts. I, I mean, if, if this were me, uh, and it were nine months into you know, because I, I I you know went camping and stuff like that, and I was never prepared. Like, were you a scout? Yeah, yeah, I was a scout for a few years, but I mean, you were they, never prepared. That's the opposite no, of no, 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 no. <laughs> Never prepared. No, no, no. We'll yeah. actually be working and we'll get calls from other offices in the building. We have a young man down here. He says he produces the morning. <laughs> we'll be right down. Yeah. He's making fourth. Their, the their motto is be prepared, and I understand that. No, no, no. But I don't have a beeper. <laughs> but beeper. you're not prepared in that sense. You're not prepared to be lost for, for seven days no. or, or half a week a or whatever. Yeah. 
You know, ultimately, like, yeah, they, they, they teach you some things, orienteering, whatever, but, like, do you have a, have a compass on you at all times? No. We need a to, protractor, yeah. We need a little card that yeah. says, you know, uh, we should make up Casey's own <laughs> the Casey red, scouts. regiment of scouts. Yeah. You know, I have the motto, re- never prepare. Yeah. Okay. I haven't re- I relayed any stories about me being lost, that, you know, so. Yeah, uh, you've I, never never been lost in your no, life? I, I, I was, my parents thought I was lost once, but I was actually sleeping under my bed. They looked for me for like three hours. They were looking all over Don't the neighborhood. Don't look too hard. <laughs> Don't look too hard. I got it. I'm going to go to uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Lise? I was just going to tell you, my nephew, this is like 30 years ago. Yeah. Outside of Cleveland, there's a place called Blossom Music Center, and it's um, it's an outdoor concert hall where it's on the side of a hill looking down an amphitheater. Right. So you're talking about like 20,000 people sitting on the side of a hill. My brother and sister went to, took the kids, went to go see the Cleveland Orchestra, I think it was, and their three-year-old son wandered off for like two hours. He was backstage playing all the instruments. <laughs> oh my God. And how they found him, they brought him out on the stage and said, um, is this anybody's little boy? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you ready to adopt? <laughs> you know, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been St. Floyd, but, you know. Still, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's wild. That is too funny. Hey, look at the kid on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, kind of looks like our kid. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to go to, uh, let's say, uh, Martin. Hey, Martin, good morning. You're on. Oh, sorry. Hey, hey what's up? <clears throat> hey, how you doing? These guys rock. Thank hey, you. What's up, Martin? Look and rock. Hey, man, I got a story for you. I was All right. about five years old, and I was at a Sesame Place. It was me, my sister, and my grandparents. And I'm up. Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but they had this ride where you just go around and around in an inner tube, uh, around some like, little ship or whatever. Okay. Well, the rest of my family had gotten off, and I decided I wanted to go around again. So, you know, being a little kid, I went for it. Right. I got off, and they were gone. So I was panicking. Some security guard found me and brought me to the little booth you guys were talking about, you know, where they can't see or anything. Right. And now I'm freezing because the booth is uh, air-conditioned. I just got a towel. <laughs> so... I come to find out later, my grandmother, in a panic, after they called me over the PA system, uh-huh. ran across the street in the middle of one of these Sesame Place parades. Yeah. She stepped on Ernie's foot and punched Bert in the face. <laughs> no. You're kidding me. Just oh to get through the parade. Oh. She comes into the office. She comes into the security office. The two security guards behind her yelling at her for that. Why she's yelling at them to try to get me. So she did she beat, punch him in the face so they would take her to security? No, no, she was no. trying to get through the parade. Oh. When they do the parade, they do it along this little Sesame Street, and you can't, they block it <laughs> they off. Block it off. Exactly. Get this pump me. Oh, that's too funny. She tried to get through, and Jeez. she punched them. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortunately, he was a member of the Casey Scouts. He was not prepared at all. But I don't have a magnifying glass. What are you talking about? It's, uh, it's, it's amazing that, uh, that they found this kid. And, and what's incredible is how close he actually was to where the the rescuers had come by and and uh you know the search party and all that yeah. and and uh you know it's it's really sometimes you can be that close but just not be found and i think he's okay they said he had some like bumps and bruises yeah. and was dehydrated you know was being treated for dehydration but it looks like he's going to be fine yeah it's uh it, it couldn't turn out much worse so yeah, yeah. it qualifies as a miracle yep absolutely all right we've got to take a break too. we'll be back in just a moment stay where you are What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You make sure I always see the daylight. Mana skin. 
Fozzy. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Oh, it's interesting you played that sound because I had a question. Do you get, when you donate sperm, uh, is that... That's the sound you make. Yeah, Yeah. right there. Oh, exactly. Thank you, sir. That's what I thought of when I said it. When when you go and donate sperm, is that... To the drive-thru? No. Is is that used for procreation or is it... Usually, yeah. And milkshakes. Well, no, I was curious if they use it for, you know, like testing or, you know, doing doing. And furthermore, I got a question. Do you, smoothies, Preston. Does does your it said uh, sperm donation come with a resume? Yes. Yes, it, it does. does. Yeah, there's yes. nothing on it, though, because it hasn't been born yet. <laughs> Wait, you have to fill out a bunch of information. I actually have friends who did it um, in college. And, yeah, you have to fill out a, a bunch of information. Like, they, they ask for a lot in your background because, you know, you, uh, medical background as well as, like, you know, your schooling and stuff like that. But it's it's but they specify, your, your in most cases, where a sperm bank, it's used for procreation. It's I, I, I assume they'd have to specify if it was being used for <laughs> testing purposes. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, first of all, where do you go? I don't know where Taco you go. Taco Bell? No, I don't know where you go to uh, to donate. This sexy melt. Is it, is it a sperm bank, I guess? I mean, I wasn't sure if they There's used it. There's one in Marlton. I wasn't sure if they specifically used it for, you know, like women can come and pick and choose if they if they want. It's like a regular bank. Yeah. Or, Sit down. Or if they if they do that to, uh, if they take those as samples for whatever kind of testing right. might I, be well, done. I don't know. No, I, I did it. Question. You did, did it. You did it. And I got shot. They didn't use it. Really? <laughs> yeah. uh, you had to go in. Because you're in college for seven years. Yeah, I'm sure that you came in with it already taken care of. I got it for you. I got this in a cup here. No. no. I got a lid in the car. It's one of those Wawa cups. I was living in uh, in Washington, D.C. at the time, and they had a place out in uh, a town called Vienna, which is about a half hour west of the city. It's in my I, hand. I, dr- <laughs> I drove all the way out there. You had to fill out the whole paperwork, Kathy, and, um, uh, you know, education was College? Uh, no, no. This was like a couple of years after college. I was really poor. I wasn't making any money, and it's about three hundred and fifty bucks a pop. That's so what a lot of dudes. That's do, why you do, do it. Do it for the loot. Three hundred and fifty bucks three, a pop every time, and you can go more than once as long as they approve you. Are but you the, kidding? The what reason God? that they didn't approve me is that they're looking for genetic background, and the, the re, they had enough people who were five eight, five nine, with you know an Irish Italian uh, genetic makeup, and uh, you know brown hair, green eyes, that kind of thing. So they, if I were a six foot two tall black man, they probably would have taken my my junk. Oddly enough, we had uh, the, we have audio of that while you really were there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh! Oh! Stop! Okay, keep doing it. Oh! Oh! Wait, okay, so if they did take it and you did get your $350, wouldn't you be thinking, like, oh my God, my kid's running around somewhere? Yeah, that thought goes through your mind, but I think the more pressing issue is how am I going to pay the rent at the end of this month, and that's what you're worried about. Let me ask you. When you sign this stuff, how are there there waivers uh, so that you, in no uncertain terms, surrender your rights to no. permen- parental? Uh, so no, that, you can you can track that information down. Well, You're so, you I'm can? Saying, oh yeah, can because there's no the, the, the case yeah. locally. Uh, you know. Uh, well, yeah. The reason I brought it up is there's a. I'm oh, sorry, there was a lawsuit. Uh, uh, it says here in this uh, story, it says a woman who promised a sperm donor he would not have to pay child support cannot renege on the deal. For a while there, it was looking like this dude was going to have to pay child support. No. Right. He was a sperm donor, and, yeah. and the court initially held that he was liable yeah. for for uh, a child support up to $1,500 a month. 
for two for for the, for two kids. Was he an anonymous donor, or did Obviously he say not? Hey, okay. No, no. This was a this was consensual. Okay. Uh, you know, the, he, they they had worked out a deal. And obviously, women can go in and look for particular backgrounds, particular they have a tasting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> particular physical makeup, that kind of thing. And uh, the reason that I know this is that there was a story on sixty Minutes or some news magazine show where they tracked down these six or seven siblings, these people who had been all been sired by the same guy, uh, and they had the same father, different mothers. So these people were genetically related to one another and have uh, similar backgrounds. You know, they, they, they both, they're all into, you know, piano and they all are, are blonde and blue eyes and that kind of thing and it's because of their father. And then all of these kids track down their dad and they actually develop a little bit of relationship with the guy. That's pretty that's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Very so, weird. Uh, it, it's cool that uh, that I guess the mothers can go in and say, hey, our, I'm looking for somebody uh, you know, tall. a tall, maybe a doctor or something yeah. like that. However, does it come with a picture? Because I could be smart as hell but ugly as sin. So, so I, I think, well, let me ask you, during your Good process, question. Nick, do, what, what, they obviously describe, they have to genetically give an indication of, of the, what the child might end up looking right. like. And, and I, did they take a picture or did they write down a description of you? No, uh, well, maybe they wrote down a description. They did not take a picture of me, but it was it was all about my, my background, my parents' background, my education, uh, and, and those kinds of general questions. But it was a pretty long interview process and it was a pretty How extensive long? one. Uh, you know, it was like um, six or seven pages that you had to fill out. You did were you there. get paid? No, because they didn't end up taking oh, my batch. Oh, yeah. really? So I, like bucks. <laughs> I went through the whole thing, and yeah, right. The baby Did, banner. Gas money. And Do you the... think I enjoyed that? <laughs> Do you think I enjoyed that? You're, you're right about the the ugly thing. That's yeah. funny because I mean it'd be great if there was a question on there. Do you consider yourself ugly? Because... Well, you do have to give a physical description of yourself. But I know what you mean. You you could be tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, and just yeah, butt and ass five ass. eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Butt ass ugly. That's true. Let me go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Morning. Uh, good morning. Gadzooks. What's up, Lou? Uh, nothing. Uh, you guys are talking about, you know, throwing all, all the information to be a sperm donor. And, yeah, yeah. you actually do go to a, a sperm bank because I, I actually planned on doing it in college with uh, my roommate. Now, the best thing about it is, I mean, you, you get $50 every time you go, every time you make a donation. Now, the downfall is I, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and uh, they said that you have to have a year commitment to do this. You have to go like at least once a week for a year. For a year, yeah. Well, there are also. Uh, I, there I are, think I can cover that. There are guidelines that you have to follow about uh, time by yourself outside of the office. You're not allowed to. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you have your donation has to be you know no older than two days. Yep. And no, or, yeah, wait no a second. So like four days. You don't you don't make your donation on site. Yeah. You're allowed to bring it in with you. No, no, no. You you have to do it on site, but you can't like you can't. Give a donation by yourself, like at yeah, home. Because guys have been bringing in holiday sauce. Right. But you, you can't uh, you can have fun by yourself at home. Actually, wow. you have to you have to have uh, strict guidelines as to you know all, all sexual activity. So you can't be Wait, sexually why? active well, because the, you, could, the, you could perpetuate disease. Well, and the not not just that, Steve, but the amount of of sperm yeah, that are donated five, when you go well, in it needs to be good stuff. Because oh. if it's less than a day old, it's, right. it's not good. Or if it's more than four days old, it's no good. What well, they can't use sperm helper, right? No, <laughs> but, and, it, and it, you have to be. Uh, you have to give as much as you can give when you're getting in the office. So if you've had wow. sex the day before or been by yourself within the last couple of days, they won't they won't allow you to do that. that I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. It was and by the way, strict. fifty bucks, dude, you were getting ripped off down in Virginia. It's three fifty. So what? Uh, Wait, yeah. no, 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 no. But you, no, no. His it, it, just to go in and do it. He said was fifty. Oh, it was fifty dollars every time. Every yeah, time, fifty dollars every time. And like, well, like me and my roommates figured out you could go like three times a week. Like that's one hundred fifty bucks a week. Where. 
I'm usually just flushing it down the toilet. I mean, yeah, well, how, how much? <laughs> let me ask you, how much? Well, is well, well, it, it, can you work up a situation where you could conceivably go every day? No, no, not every day because, okay. like I'm saying, the donation has to be you know right, no right. older than like a. Day I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your hands are all callous. What are you, a construction worker? Um, 200 bucks a month, that's, that's not too bad. The, the fact that this dude got nailed, got nailed for child because I would assume that they would go to great lengths, I would, to sign, make sure that I'm not beholding to any financial yeah yeah because yeah. it, it, the things like that cases like that are starting to pop up sure like they're starting to track you down and say even though you were anonymous have nothing to do with me this is this is your biological yep. child yep exactly you are the father and you need wow. to uh you need to uh, kick it up let me go to stacy hi there stacy Hey, you guys rock. Yeah. What's up, Stace? I just saw, I don't know, it was like a month ago on 60 Minutes or one of those shows where there's websites now actually where they hook up the, like, the mothers, the parents of these, like, sperm donor kids with the actual fathers. Like, they right. go by the file number, like, oh, was your donor Q345? And you can actually find, um, they're finding siblings. So if you donated, like, you know, 50 times over a year, you might actually have, you know, not just one kid, but you might have ten kids. So these ten kids are all now finding each Jesus. other and then tracking that's down weird. the dads. They, said they meet yeah, the dad, and I'm sure it's like, you just got to be honest with you, I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> it's crazy. And one, one of them was a doctor. He was like a young, hot bachelor doctor, and everyone was like dying to meet him. And, yeah. you know, of course, they want to have nothing to do with the kids, but they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Well, yeah, because they just they needed money in college. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I they didn't want to care. But I'm thrilled to find out I have a family of 11 children. Right. Man, I'm 25, and this is awesome. Uh, Casey was telling me that uh, our friend Dave McGrogan uh, was a, uh, a regular sperm donor. Really? Yeah, really? He's, he's on the line. Yeah, how do you know this? Uh, because there's a there's a company now that it's all his sons. It's called HireLittlePeople.com. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Casey, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> he just hung up. Oh, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. Dave, are you there? Yeah, yeah. That's the one I meant. The reason he knows is because he was holding the cup. <laughs> now, did you? Now, we had a guy calling earlier, Dave, that said he had to go once a week for a year. Were you on that program? Yeah, we, we were all in chiropractic school, and there was about seven of us that went in for the initial interview. And uh, believe it or not, at the end of it, only about one of us was accepted. Now, I actually, I uh, actually withdraw. I uh, I pulled out. Of the program <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> prematurely, <laughs> and you were penalized. <laughs> but uh, you you knew the one guy that got chosen. Oh, yeah, I mean it was amazing. The one guy's sperm wouldn't freeze right. Right, so right. He, he was rejected, but yeah, another guy did it. And he ended up making about twelve hundred bucks a month. Twelve hundred wow. yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. I, just, like 50 Atlanta, kids. So. I have to ask you something. Uh, that is tartar sauce that killed Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There, so, uh, would, would there be a maximum amount of donations one could do in a, in a month? Yeah, it was between three and four a month, at least the place that we went to. And, and it was very true about pleasuring yourself. And, and, and the big the big dilemma I had was, one, what if I met, you know, what if I was a 40-year-old bar owner one day and I met a really hot 20-year-old? Right. And, you know, and she sort of looked like me. Oh, <laughs> good point, man. That is, that is, oh, oh, God, that's, yeah. a, that's a valid fear. If, because if you're talking about many women oh. using... Your batch, as, yeah. as uh, Nick put yeah. it, you could you could conceive. Oh, that's horrible. I, I mean, I'm happily married now, but based on my previous record, the yeah. statistical odds, yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah. What What about the guy that was chosen? Is he like uh, you know a big stud or anything like that? Or you know why, why did he get chosen over everybody else? Uh, he he was he was more or less committed to the program because they they did kick people out when when they weren't donating good sperm, which meant they knew you were taking care of yourself. Okay. You know, think, think about it as a guy. You're a 22 year old guy and. How are you going to say no to yourself when you're a 22 year old guy? <laughs> well, you think of, you think of up like, to that point, all the money that slipped through your fingers is just uh, insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've been wasting so much money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know we were a bunch of chiropractic students. A lot of these guys were into natural health. They had good bodies. You know what I mean? They were pretty healthy guys. And yeah, so I mean, I, I could have been. I could have been a millionaire off of one towel in my house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good to talk to you, Dave. Blood, when good you donate you blood, guys. yeah, good, good to talk to you. When you donate blood, it's only like five bucks, right? I've never been paid for blood. No, no you don't need it. Sometimes they, sometimes they, they donate or sell. It, it I think used it's to plasma be, uh, that you used to be able to sell. Yeah, they used to be able to sell blood. Right. right. I got 20 bucks in a, in a plate of cookies, but I did that for for a specific person. Okay. And his sister gave me 20 bucks in a plate of cookies just for donating blood. Just a sister out of her own pocket? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, an, it was an older guy, and I was in college, yeah. and, and uh, he had a... You can put your pants on now, Sean. <laughs> 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 Let me go to... Uh, I have David real quick. Hey, David, how you doing, man? Hey, you guys rock. Yeah. What's up, Dave? Yeah, um, I was, uh, I'm six foot four, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, varsity soccer. Wow. And, uh, in college, they had me fill out, it was like 30 pages of this interview. I was, they were asking me about where I was from and all that and everything. And, uh, they said I was a good candidate, but at the bottom, they said, if you want to leave a comment, and all I put was, you got nutted, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just got nutted, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just got nutted. Now, if you're... By the way, being sworn in today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a woman, can't you donate your eggs for, for several thousand dollars? I, I mean, think you can. I, wait, hold on. I just found this site. That has got to be a wild... Li- I would assume, but, but then again, I thought the sperm donation thing was a lot more elaborate as far as your liability. I, you would only assume that donating eggs had to be an, an incredibly yeah. complex procedure. Well, yeah, it, it, you can do it. You can donate eggs. It doesn't um, say how much you get paid. Oh, to you get a lot. It's a lot, thousands. A yeah, lot more than, than donating sperm. Well, it's because, and I actually, I just found this out this weekend because it was, uh, we went to New York and I went to the Bodies, uh, uh, Body know, World? The, the Body Works yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. exhibit, and uh, there was a thing about the reproductive system that I didn't know that women uh, are born with a, with, you're born with the amount of eggs you're going to have for the rest of yep, your life. Yeah, finite amount. That's yeah. all there is to it. And so, you can keep regenerating sperm until you're like 70. You yeah, know? You oh, yeah. You can keep making it. Yep, exactly. So I would <laughs> imagine like that it's going to cost a whole hell of a lot more. And this is a little late, but I had to add this. Man! <laughs> That's for you, Mr. Nutter. Yeah. You just got nutted, bitch! Uh, let me see here. I want to go to... Ooh, this is interesting. Let me go to Heather. Hi there, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm actually a physician, and my uh, I have a relative who just went through this a couple years ago with the whole um, sperm donor issue, and it was interesting. As a physician, I learned a lot of stuff. There's a place in Virginia where you can buy a, you can get a catalog if you're into getting the sperm doning, donor thing, um, and you can go through the catalog, and there's different grades of sperm you can get. God, um, I, I remember being a kid. <laughs> I remember being a kid going through my sperm donor catalog. <laughs> Circling everything. Circling everything. Yeah. So, so what 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 all can you get in this catalog? Well, there's you can have the, the bottom you know, the bottom level is 
blue collar type worker person and you can get some basic genetic background on the patient on the person then the next level would be maybe a college graduate um, with again the same genetic information the highest level that you could pay for which obviously is a little more expensive is the the doctor the phd the lawyer yeah. who you can even get a picture of them as children so you can see what your child may or may not that look is like. wild you can match that wow. child with say, your spouse but but not a, a photo of them as an adult no, there was. It was only a photo of them as up until maybe they were like eight, seven, something of that. Of then that there's the Clint Howard bit, <laughs> which three samples. Hey, Heather, <laughs> Heather, let me ask you on the on the on the questionnaire and, and all that. It, are, are one of the things that, that you find out about the person because you were talking about college education and and, and okay. blue collar workers and stuff like that. And there are people that that don't have a college education but go on to become very successful. Is is salary in in yes, the, it well, is? You can, I don't know so much what was the financial information wasn't salary, but you can find out what they're doing as of the time of their donation, what they were doing for a career. Nick, do you remember so, filling out anything about money? Well, I remember not having any money, so right. whatever that question was. was <laughs> that might you know, have killed it, too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, it was definitely education, uh, and it was definitely, you know, a genetic background. And, and um, you know, and if you went to Bucknell or not. <laughs> they yeah. asked that, yeah. But no, they, I mean, they try to find out as much about you as they possibly can what? so that the woman who wants your sperm can find out as indicators. much about you. <laughs> Here, here's more audio of Nick and his sperm donation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a part in this. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have that oven mitt back, son? Uh, I'm get, let me go to, uh, well, I was going to go to Renee here, but we just lost her. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hey there, Steve. Good morning. Mind if we dance with your day. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Steve? Yeah, uh, my wife works in an office where they make them kind of deposits. And uh, said the one time, it was real funny that a guy brought in a mayonnaise jar filled with skin so soft. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, it, the girl's got a kick out of it. It was just a joke. Yeah. Example, you know what? They're fooling around over there. <laughs> You've got to hear nothing but <laughs> jokes and practical jokes all day long. I'm sure, and I'm sure that the nurses love all of those jokes. That, but, but you know what? Um, they do provide you with spanking material. I mean, the, the to give you oh, yeah. porn, you know, you're in a room where we, you, we actually we went. Did. We did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve, Wait, and, uh, Steve and Casey and me went, we, it was years ago, it was before you guys were on the show, and we were we were trying, it was kind of like a race, we wanted to see who had the highest sperm count, so we, we, went, we went to a clinic, yeah. sure enough, they put you in a room, and uh, you get, you got magazines, yeah. movies, you got the whole deal, I went with, I went the movie route, yeah, I was yeah. watching one poor movie, but I was thinking about another one while I was, I was watching that Sanford and Son. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Casey, yeah. you won? I won. No, I did. No, I won. I thought I had the highest. No. Oh, do we Casey won. Yeah, yeah, Casey really? won. Okay. Yeah. It's what I put on. All red fox. <laughs> 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 oh, I meant that. I don't, that is a very bizarre, very weird, because it is very clinical, and, uh, yeah. you know, here is your material, and uh, <laughs> you want to try willing anuses by very high success rate, and uh, all the uh, all the gentlemen seem to appreciate what's uh, contained within this particular film. Is that the one you went with, Steve? Uh, yes, that was mine. <laughs> I put on these subtitles. Willing. <laughs> I bet you it's a real thing. <laughs> it's just bizarre to have. Oh. 
learned people handing you that sort oh of thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? We should we should take some calls. I know we, we're not going to be able to do it now, but people who do work in those clinics, if they could go uh, flip through the titles of what they of what they have available in their selection. <laughs> we just have another contest, flip through ourselves. What do you say? Willie <laughs> Anus is five. Oh, dear God. I'm sorry. I thought you said Willie Anus. <laughs> <laughs> From Good Times? <laughs> no, no, that's John Amos. That's John Amos. Who's Willie Ames? Willie Ames is from Eight Is Enough and uh, Charles in Charge. Oh, my God. I'm way... Who's I thinking of? John Amos. John Amos. Die Hard 2. Oh, my God. Wow, oh, God. All right, well, hang on real, real quick, and then, <laughs> then we've got to move on. Uh, Danielle had a comment. She's used a, uh, a sperm donor. Hello there, Danielle. Hello. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Danielle? Um, yeah, I used a sperm donor. I'm not a lesbian. I'm happily married. Um, but my husband had some problems. And um, sure. one of the guys, things you guys are talking about is, yeah. you know, uh, difficulty with running into siblings and stuff. There's regulations on that. Like once there's um, so many live births, I think the doctor told us it was ten. They like cut that sperm donor off, and he can't be used anymore. It's like at the bar they, they got it. They, they can't serve you anymore. <laughs> You're cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Your shot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get you a cab. you got to go home. You can't drive because your hands are sore anyway. Uh, it's also very expensive. I mean, every time we went, like, just for the stuff, it was like 400 bucks For you guys to spend? Yeah, just wow. on the stuff that didn't cost. That didn't count. Um, so on, 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 frosting on the gen- all that on the genetic stuff. material itself, just wow. just the actual purchase is 400 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And then you have to pay to have them defrost it. And um, and, and if you want uh, whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you're right. Literally millions of dollars have slipped through my fingers over the years. Millions of dollars. That's unreal. Well, this was kind of, this was a little freaky. This guy was originally going to have to pay child support, even though it, the, the woman up front said, look, uh, you will have... No financial no responsibility. No parental responsibility. Nothing at all. And then she all turned it around on him and said, nope, I want it. And he was paying like $1,200 a month. That's yep. ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, apparently in, in Harrisburg, they have overturned that to the Pennsylvania Supreme Good. Court. The yeah. court upheld the original agreement saying the guy is not beholden. Yeah, so which is uh, pretty weird. But I didn't know it was that, uh, that involved. I yeah. had uh, no idea about that. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And B-File number two this morning on The Best Up, brought to you by the Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board. Celebrate Crave Monco Month in July. Enjoy discounts, free cocktails, and special menus. Visit Crave Monco, Monco Month, CraveMoncoMonth.com. 
for details. We'll begin with this. Uh, automatic car features are supposed to make life easier for motorists, but they may be leaving some people without the, the know-how to do things the old-fashioned way. That's what happened to a driver in Utah who became trapped inside her own car. <laughs> a woman, she couldn't figure out how to get out? She called police Friday afternoon needing help because her battery died and she was locked inside her car. When police arrived, they found the woman sitting in the car, unable to get herself out. She couldn't hear the officer's instructions through the rolled-up windows, so she motioned to them to call her on her cell phone. This is OnStar. We got a douchebag alert? <laughs> Once officers were... <laughs> Was that you, ma'am? Are you the douchebag? You couldn't figure out how to get out of your own car? <laughs> Once officers were able to talk... I to... see a flashing D here. It means you're a douchebag. Uh, Once they were able to talk to the woman on her phone, they were able to tell her how to manually operate the side lock mechanism on the inside door panel to open the door and free herself. There's a tragic side to the story. She ate her passenger. Uh, And she She said... Uh, after the incident that I'm just glad, or no, I'm sorry, the officer said, I'm glad she had a cell phone to call for help. Yeah. And, uh, I'm running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> a, in Middletown, Pennsylvania, a computerized spell checker run amok christened several Pennsylvania high school students with new and in some cases unflattering last names. A Middletown area high school's yearbook listed Max Zupanovich as Max Supernova. Uh, Kathy Carabao as Kathy Airbag and, Alisand- uh, and Alessandra uh, Ilpolito as Alexandra Impolite, just to name a few of the mistakes. Uh, they were found on only four of the Urbex 176 pages, uh, those that featured the band, chorus, and the student council. Uh, that was no accident. Uh, Taylor Publishing, which uh, printed the book, said that his company takes responsibility for the errors and will provide free stickers printed with the correct name. Well, why did mine spell check filthy whore? I don't know. Just a bit of an accident. <laughs> an eight-year-old Indian girl swallowed 30 magnets and steel balls from a toy last month, and her father says needed emergency surgery to save her from what doctors told him were eight gunshot or stab-like holes in her intestine. Did you see the x-ray? I did, yeah. yeah. What happens is that the magnets and the ball will... Connect on, on each side of the flesh and yeah. bore a hole through the skin. Yep, on opposite sides yeah. of the Jeez. tissue. Um, Haley Lentis said that uh, she ingested the 10 magnets and 20 steel balls because they looked like candy. Haley's father, Jason, said he really uh, doesn't understand how Haley could have consumed the parts because she gets A's and B's, and we taught her not to do stuff like this. Uh, yeah, but she's still a little idiot. Uh, Jason says uh, doctors told him Haley's lucky to be alive. She spent two weeks in the hospital. Didn't they, didn't they pull those most of those toys off the shelves because of this? A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they did the, this particular. It's uh, no magnetics. We have these at home, too. Uh, he says that uh, he and his wife uh, were in the same room as Haley in their home when she consumed the items, and they didn't even realize it. He says they rushed Haley to the hospital two days later when she began experiencing pain so severe that she could barely stand. Wow. The, the other thing, remember, were the aqua dots. That That's was one yes, of the right. that I recall because people were having acid trips on them. Uh, Keith Sorrell in England is living proof that a man can live on Mars. He's eaten nothing but chocolate bars for 17 years, Mars bars to be specific. Uh, Keith munches a dozen a day for his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, he gets through more than 4000 a year, even having uh, Mars bars drinks mixed with vodka or rum when he goes to the pub. He has no health problems? No, not so far. He says, my, my love of Mars bars started at school with one or two between meals. I love that little squeaker. 
Uh, all my pocket money went on them, and uh, one day I realized I couldn't go by without them, and now I can polish off easily 12 a day, more on the weekends. I'm totally addicted. He's not eating any other food, but? Nothing. He says, when it's mealtime for other people, I normally eat two or three Mars, and I've always got a bar handy at work. A spokesman for Mars said, we encourage people to enjoy chocolate as part of a balanced diet. But this guy's retarded. No, they didn't say that part. <laughs> That'd be great if they issued that. And then uh, finally, we will finish with this one. A bird lover has taught an orphaned baby heron to fly by flapping his arms and pretending to try to take <laughs> off. Gary Zamet came to the rescue after the gray heron's uh, father was killed. I'm sorry, family was killed in a storm. Uh, he gave the heron, which he named Dude, flying lessons. Dude, you gotta fly! By running alongside, flapping his arms, and squawking. Uh, dude copied his new surrogate dad and eventually sure. took to the skies. That's him flapping his arms. Gary said that it was a bit like teaching a child to ride a bike. He said, I ended up getting really involved in running alongside, flapping my arms like an idiot. Now, little dude, this is a worm, and this is how you eat it. Oh. Eventually, he began half flying at the height of around three feet, and he's gone from there, and now he'll soar around the buildings, go up to 70 feet until I call him back down. It's a wonderful sight. Uh, Fly, my little friend. Gary found dude close to death under a storm-lashed nest in March and reared him on a diet of small fish. I shall call you dude. And so he has taught him how to fly, and there you go. I'm going to end with the bizarre file right there. We'll be back in just a minute. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? A shocking new book about Playboy patriarch Hugh Hefner called Hugh Hefner and the American Dream reveals that he had gay sex just to try it and once had a foursome with his brother, <laughs> wife, and sister-in-law. No. But easily the most shocking revelation of all of this is that people had sex with Hef even after seeing his face. Oh, oh my God. Wait, hold on. Is that true? That is true. That's what's coming up in the book. Ew. Paula Abdul and her boy JT, or boy Toy, I should say, JT Toriani, have called it quits, citing their hectic work schedules. Said Paula, quote, it's not fair to JT to see him for a little bit here and there, especially when they have so much drinking to do. <laughs> a trio of writers is suing Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, accusing them of stealing their idea for the show now called The Two Corys. According to the writers, they created the show five years ago when it was still being called Two washed-up a-holes named Corey. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Sylvester Stallone, and this is the truth, is set to become the first well-known Hollywood actor to star in a Bollywood movie, which is a film that's shot in India. From what we understand, Stallone will star in a variation of his beloved boxing character called Red Dot Rocky. Oh. And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you very much. Look at Red Dot on my head. <laughs> is. Hey, look at that. Hey, I saw... Someone have a laser pointer? I saw this, uh, The th that this is really cool, and I, and I assume it's a very big deal in the science community, but they, they have found 
ice on Mars. They found frozen water. Uh, this was confirmed. Yes. Well, what else would the conquering aliens drink before By they come here to kill us all? NASA scientists. <laughs> it was the first time that frozen water has been sampled on another planet. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Because where there's water, well, there's it's, life. It's an essential ingredient yeah. for life. Uh, I don't know if... It's 100% sure or not, but... Oh, of course it is. This is a, this this is a lovely is. mix. 2001, an ice ice baby. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, they this was um, uh, the the probe that they have up there, you know, digging around. And Melvin it's, 1. And it's, no, it's actually called Phoenix. I okay. <laughs> I forgot the name. Uh, it says, whilst uh, dice-sized chunks, which were dug up from the rocky soil and warmed in the sun, vanished four days after the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's Phoenix probe dug them up June 15th, uh, they confirm what NASA satellites have suggested for years, that frozen water exists several centimeters beneath Mars' surface. Well, so they didn't have to dig down very far. That's amazing. And if you look, they say at the surface, uh, there are all sorts of uh, areas that indicate riverbeds and, really? and valleys dug by water. And uh, all, all the signs were there that at one time there was it was fairly flourishing with that. So the possibility that uh, we were all sort of spawned off of uh, the Martians, you know, did you ever see Red Planet? It's where they're completely true. Wow. <laughs> it's the one thing true. that a lot of people don't know is the aliens are trying to send us a message and we all dismissed it as just a movie. Man. No, but did I twist your melon on that one? No, no, no. But I mean, that's essentially what they were saying at the end of Red Planet was like, all right, life is about to die on Mars. So they, boom, you know, shot out, you know, space eggs. They had to use the same device we used to shoot T-shirts yeah. into the ground. <laughs> uh, no, but along those lines, Casey, there, there are all kinds of theories about how life started on Earth. And one of them might be like, you know, a, uh, a meteor or a, a, a comet part of it. Uh, or an part, alien meet and greet. Particles had. Uh, had a mixer, if you will. <laughs> landed on the planet and uh, and had whatever ingredients in it that created the the first forming of of you know cells and things like yeah. that, uh, but. You, there, there is potential that as they continue to dig around Mars, that they come across some kind of, you know, fossilized uh, microbe life. It's it's quite possible. It, it's fascinating that they they found the ice. Of course, for many years, people thought that the the face that they believe they see on Mars, yeah. which is just sort of a, a raised area, yeah. but yeah. but from the distance, they they thought that that was. Perhaps signs of the civilization that exists. In fact, there was that uh, Brian De Palma movie, uh, Mission to Mars, with yeah. Jason East. Yeah, uh, the, you know that said that that was it. But uh, yeah, and there was something buried under it or something. That's like what that. it was. That's right. what it was. Mission to Mars, not okay. Red Planet. Red Planet was that crappy one with Al Kilmer. You were right. thinking of Sea Biscuit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a place on Mars no, too. I, I kind of, and that's why when the horse had a broken leg, it could still run because of the, the gravity. lower gravity. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, I, I was I, I posed this question to somebody over the in weekend. Space. And yes, the, I do have these types of conversations off the air. But what if oh, Noah's Ark? Oh, wait a minute! What if oh, Noah's Ark Jesus. really did exist and As it was an alien ship? And, and it was just an alien ship. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Think I, about that one, I'm, dudes. I'm going to adopt that. I'm, okay. I, now I'm going to tell people that. Oh God! I don't Kathy, know. Listen, here we are, and, and Joe Rogan said it. Here we are, <laughs> screaming through space. I fell asleep I'm during that interview, talking into a microphone that is broadcasting out through like several thousand mile radius here. Like that is listen, amazing. Two thousand miles. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that we're having a conversation back and forth uh -huh. is amazing. It's proof positive that the Ark came from space. <laughs> no. It's proof positive so an that anything is possible. Exactly. Absolutely right, right, anything. Right. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 decaf coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? How do they do that? And why is it more expensive when they take it out? Uh, you know? It is? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Here's your proof. No, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Do you get, do you get excited about this stuff? When- I do. I do. You know what? In fact, I told you one day I was just flipping through channels and that, that show, The Universe. I, is amazing. Oh my God. On the History Channel, right? Yeah. I, I watched. The first one I saw was about the Big Bang and it was like two hours long. Yeah, you're watching the Ash Rushing Spice Channel, Preston. I, no, no, no. I did not... I did not get up from watching that show. It was so... Um, it, some of that stuff, it, it's very interesting, but occasionally it gets so deep that you really have a hard time wrapping your mind around well, the enormity this of show, things. This show does a good job, though, of spoon-feeding imbeciles oh, sure. oh, no, such no, no, no. as ourselves. They, they, didn't, they don't talk over your head. I mean, just the concepts alone of, of you know the size of the universe, the origin of the universe, and stuff like that. I, I dry, you know, After a while, I'm like, oh, my God. Like in a, you know, I'm in a fetal position on yeah. the couch. I'm so small. <laughs> you know? Oh, it gets weird. We're really good at watching shows like that. Yeah. Talking about shows like that is not one of our areas of expertise. No, but it's such it's such cool stuff. Yeah, that I do when I hear. You know, I, I don't follow all these uh, uh, programs that, that NASA has. You know, really, really closely. But when they come up with something significant, it's pretty cool. Well, you know what's phenomenal is on the HD channels now. They're doing things like from from the uh, the, the different the the, the space lab. Um, uh, they're able to show these high def images that yeah. are unlike anything you've ever seen before. So uh, the, the amount of shows out that are on this order are just are just great. And that that one you're talking about, President of the Universe, is just phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, they're saying that NASA suggests uh, their, their satellite suggested about a quarter of Mars has ice beneath the surface, uh, primarily at the polar regions. So. Didn't they say that they found signs of hot sauce too? Did mm-hmm. they? Yeah, which would be amazing. That would, that would be suggest incredible. some sort of barbecue. Yeah. You would, you would. <laughs> Hey, listen, I mean, if you have water, then you can have a barbecue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, I saw another study. Water gives life. Life gives Water barbecue. gives life. Life gives barbecues. <laughs> you know. Noah's Ark came from Jupiter. It's- Mars. Mars. I mean, maybe Jupiter. Hey, look, Mars has always been, I think, because of its location, has been the, the you know, in science fiction, has always been the sure. the, uh, the planet looked to to be the most likely to have generated life. It's the most Earth-like. And I, yeah. but, You're talking but, about uh, Jupiter? No, uh, Mars. 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 Yeah, and then, because also there's a moon off of either Saturn or Jupiter. It uh, might you, be Europa. It, I don't Europa, know. Europa, yeah. Uh, in fact, in 2010, yeah. they hypothesized that that's where there's there's life on that moon. Yeah, of course, there are, there I know are, that people, you're right, Nick, people are blowing their brains out all over the air. <laughs> there are some, no, there are some moons like that that they say are somewhat, uh, you know, uh, similar to Earth in, in the makeup, and that mm-hmm. the, if there were any place to have potential to uh, have life, it would be those. Do you think during our lifetime there'll be a, a human on Mars? No. Nope. Really? Uh, actually, I think Maybe. It, depending on how healthy we are, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it's a potential. It's such a long trip, though. Yeah. It's a couple uh, of years to get there, right? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Do you I, know what the most difficult thing is uh, that they have getting past about... Just holding it in until you get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the astronauts are like dancing around, like God. No, it's. uh, Is there a closer? Is there a moon? No, it's the. uh, It's the. God. What's what's that comet? If you could have seen Steve jump around, like he had to go to the bathroom. No, it's gotta go. It's what the was exposure it? to cosmic radiation. Yeah, uh, because it will permeate eventually. Yep. So you got to use a lot of sunblock. <laughs> yeah, that's it, or you are screwed. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, they—they've—I think they can handle the fuel issues by refueling. You know, if they do uh, uh, stations on, on the moon or along the way, or some kind of a, a, a space station they can go to and get the fuel and, and continue on. There's a also, long amount of time in space can be deadly if you're exposed to too much radiation. The, now the talk has also, also been about uh, like uh, hibernation, like like a uh, suspended animation, right? You know, P- putting the astronauts basically to sleep. Yeah. I don't know if that would happen. Oh, but wow. 
That would be scary. Well, you, you have a show 2001? Have you ever seen it? No. You probably haven't. Uh, it's it, more it, than 47 <laughs> minutes long. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, you <laughs> would turn it off probably they, in about 20 minutes. They take a trip to Jupiter, and, and a number of the astronauts are in suspended animation. The Planet of the Apes, they go into suspended animation. Aliens. They're yeah. in suspended animation. Right, yeah. They wake them up, and uh, and so that's I guess. Seabiscuit, they're in suspended animation. The jockey is. They just and he's so small, they just put an ice cube on his head and he freezes. <laughs> he just freezes right up. <laughs> that's what's. That's why we should send jockeys into space. Why do I always miss these crucial details? I in know these movies? you miss it. But I guess, and anyway, they but uh, they they have found that there is uh, as evidence of uh, of. Or that, not evidence, but they have actually found ice Water. Yeah, on yeah. Mars. So, what, I mean, that's like... How long before we have Aritas up there? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like, uh, that's pretty much as big as it gets as far as the news is concerned, right? I, I, I think mean, it's, it's, it's they've pretty been looking huge for... in, 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 the, in the world of space exploration, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they've been looking for you now know, that the all uh, these probes, all the these... The cheese uh, on the moon thing turned out to be a hoax. <laughs> that's a hoax? <laughs> no, I, I mean, but... I mean that's that's what they're looking for. They sent the Hubble out. Like they're just looking for water because where there's water, there's life, and where, and there's, where life, there's life, there's barbecue. barbecue. That's right. <laughs> I love that. There's now barbecue. we all knew this. We, we, but I, but I am right with you, Preston. I get very stoked on this stuff. Yeah, because what they're doing is, is they're taking the uh, they're taking the water. I relate more to that. They're taking the, the Here, water. Here's our our treaty on uh, uh, space exploration. All right. Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, we'll see we they... could not be dumber. No, we'll see if they find uh, they find more or not. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come I need back. some water. We'll come back in a and moment. Barbecue. It's that barbecue, Clyde. <laughs> we'll, come... <laughs> we'll come back in just a moment. There we The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.